0: still our first guest, who is with DBA, we all know Paul, and congratulations, Paul, on President's Award this year. Thanks. How do you feel?
1: Uh, excited. You've all uh, you've all heard the uh, the saying that uh, it's easy to stand tall when you're on the shoulders of giants, and that's true truly the case here. The drill chef committee is the invigorated group, uh, and they do a lot of work. So it's easy to look good with them uh, behind us, and uh, and the DFI staff, uh, you know, they make things easy too. So. Uh it's a great recognition. I'm honored to receive it. Uh but really it's a it's a recognition of everybody that's that working kind of scenes.
2: It's not just because of the drilled shaft committee work. It's the stuff that you did with superpile two times, kind of sharing it, both the virtual and and in person. So you, you a little bit more. Don't sell yourself short there, Paul. Well
1: again, that's where the staff the DFI staff comes in. I mean it uh so Lyle and I, Lyle Simon and I kinda got the recognition, but really it's the the staff does all the work. Uh and so we're just kind of the face piece for it. We we get the accolade, but the, the real work is done uh, with
2: the DFI staff.
0: He's very humble. Yeah. Right, Matt? Absolutely. Yeah.
2: the DFI staff doesn't find all the speakers and, and, uh-huh. and line them up and go through all the abstracts and all the work that goes into it. So
1: The speakers do their part, too, though. So.
2: They do. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and he is giving credit to you, Matt.
2: Not really, because yes. I came on too late for SuperPile.
0: I don't think so. I mean, I think, you know, you've been in the industry long enough, right, Paul? Correct me if I'm wrong, he's been in the industry for a long time and he knows a lot of people. And it was just, you know, it, it's more like a Lego piece that was missing and we just put it in that one place and it fit perfectly. That's what I feel. Sure. Having Matt with us
1: and having, uh, you know, Super in St. Louis was a home game for him too, which yeah. helps a lot too. Yeah. To yeah. So Matt yeah. and I, we did cross paths uh, professionally before he was a, a DFI mm-hmm. uh, employee. And so we, uh, we knew each other before all this started. It's been a good, good relationship. All well, well, fifteen years,
2: probably. Started so all the way back to that thirty-five W bridge. Yep. Wow.
0: Yep. Um. Mm. So switching gears a little bit, tell us how good uh, is life at DBA?
3: Well, uh, what do you
0: like the most?
3: I,
1: I like the thing I like the most is the completing projects. So I love being on the job sites. I'm fortunate to be. Uh, uh, if you want to call it a, maybe a senior level engineer that still gets to spend a lot of time on the barge watching drill shaft construction, I love that aspect of the job. Uh, it's very interesting to me to see uh, designs come to fruition. I love working with the contractors, the laborers on site, those are my kind of folks, and I, I just enjoy the, the banter back and forth on job site. I love it a lot. Uh, at DBA, we, we try and be committed to being life, lifelong learners, and so that's why we, we're heavily engaged in industry uh, organizations like the DFI. Uh, We want people to have a passion of learning, learning new things, pushing the comfort level, Mm -hmm. uh, not knowing your limits till you find them. So that's,
2: it's been a great fit. Uh, We're still a very small dynamic company. Uh, It's been great. Really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are all spread out across the country though. Tell us a little bit about how that works for you, how you've maybe changed that over the last few years with going more virtual and things. And
1: sure. So we, uh, most of us are spread out. We do have a brick and mortar office in Knoxville, Tennessee, where there's eight engineers. Uh, but really, we started our roots are remote. Uh, so when uh, everyone was working from home during the pandemic, uh, for us that was just business as usual. Was really, no change at all. Uh, if it weren't, if it weren't for our need to have an, uh, a place to say onboard new graduates, we probably may not have an office. So. But really, we we recognize that. Uh, to grow or to to mature, uh to bring on new employees, it's it's very difficult to do that in a remote fashion. And so yeah. it's nice to have an office where we can have sort of the synergy of people working together and, and socializing, learning, mentoring. That's a lot easier to do in person than it is across a, a teams page. But uh you know, I've been with DBA for uh 15 years or so now and yeah, but the working virtually it's. I, I don't know why more folks don't do it. To be yeah. quite honest with you, yeah. it's, for us it's been seamless. It takes the right personalities, yeah. uh, and it, it takes a, a concentrated effort to, to stay in touch, to have that social connection. Right. But with you know, every you know, webcams these days are fantastic. So yeah, exactly. I talk to the, I talk to folks in our office all the time. Yeah. At different offices all the time. I feel like we don't miss a beat. Yeah,
0: and you just mentioned something very really interesting. Um, I think. Uh, uh, the last two years during COVID, of course we are out of COVID now, but during COVID, like, you know, there were a lot of companies that were looking for people and they hire new people, and you just spoke about the same thing. And, uh, you know, it, it's not easy to be remote when you start with the company and uh, don't know anyone and you have to build yourself, you know, build relationship and you don't know what you're doing. Are you accountable? You know, things like that. So was there anything um, that DDA did or you did that was helpful to manage that group of people who just started?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So certainly with a company as small as ours and trusting folks who work remotely, it, it, it comes down to trust. We have to pick the right people. We, right. I mean, all we have is our culture and our reputation. If, we, if, if either of those get damaged, then we're, we've got a real issue. So it starts with identifying the right people that can, uh, you know, that can spread their wings and fly mm-hmm. in that sort of unbound opportunity. Mm-hmm. Dan, when we started the company, you know, he was very trusting, he, but he was also very selective in the individuals that he recruited, uh, but he gave you just, he gave you all the rope you needed to hang yourself, <laughs> but it, you know, when there, the joke is that uh, when Dan showed up on your job site, something real bad had happened, so, uh, but he gave us as much opportunity as we were willing to take, and yeah. so that sort of an entrepreneurial spirit, yeah. that, that's what we're looking for in the, in the people we try and hire. The mentoring part is still a challenge. Yes. We We don't have a silver bullet for, to how to tackle yeah. that. Just yeah. yet, we do our best. Uh, we're open and honest with folks. We try and communicate clearly with, with our people, uh, but really the mentoring remotely is the challenge that we haven't solved just yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, Suti so Gates again, um, you've been um, chair of the chats for a very long time. And uh, I think uh, this this year, um i don't know if it was because of after covid we had Las vegas conference that was a super hit but at the same time we also had conversations in our leadership meeting yesterday that you know technical committee meetings went great this time and we had a lot of people in the room and we had a lot of younger folks in the room um how much of a change do you see from when you started uh, uh you know being the chair and now and uh, what do you like about it uh
1: the change has been night and day so i started in. Uh... 2013 as the chairperson, I think it was in Phoenix uh, or Scottsdale, wherever the conference was, we had maybe six or eight people in the, in the room. An agenda that I had seen over and over again with nothing ever moving. It's the same agenda we see year after year after year with very little movement. Uh, and I truly believe that the organization's commitment to funding the, the committee project fund absolutely transformed the drill staff committee and I think several others almost overnight. Uh-huh. Uh, we were very successful writing uh, proposals and getting uh, awarded some some very interesting topics. I think we've delivered on all of them. Matt don't them. <laughs> 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 we're, we're in the process of it. Yeah,
2: I'm not one out there at this point, but yeah, a lot.
1: There you yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, really, I think that that initiative, that uh, that foresight, the DFI had to reinvigorate the committees. It they knocked it out of the park. That's what she, that, in my opinion, is, has what's changed the the dynamic rooms now are full we have 60 some odd members in the drill check committee Mm -hmm. and in the room there's probably 80 or 90 people and so uh it's it's great it's it it makes it easy to be the committee chairperson when there's energy for sure now it's the same eight or ten people doing most of the heavy lifting but that's okay too um you know as long as other people have a a forum and an avenue to be able to share their input it all all are welcome
3: Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, I think we had this discussion again, like, you know, um, active members versus non-active members and what non-active members get out of it, you know, and there are times when non-active members uh, break the barriers. Yeah, and, you
2: never, you never like, know when that non-active member is going to become an active, active member yeah, for yeah. whatever project that comes up or, or, or what have you. Maybe they decide, you know, I can do what Paul does. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're not,
1: it's not like we're writing letters by hand and sending them to the 60 different people and only you know, 50 of them are, are non active, say. I mean, it's an email. It's, uh,
0: Everyone it, wants it's, to know.
1: Yeah. There's no harm in having it's a big group. Yeah. They choose not to do, much, do anything with the information. That's OK. But uh, it's easy enough to disseminate it to all the people, whether they're
2: active or non active. So that's
1: yeah, yeah. the downside of having it. I don't see the downside of it. None. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: None. To me, it's the same thing. None. You never, because you never know when that person is going to do take part in it and you know everybody joins dfi for different reasons some are to actively engage some are they're just here to learn and and absorb the knowledge from people like all that have the knowledge to share and are willing to share it which which is awesome yeah so
0: um and congratulations for being going to be in uh you know empty nester soon um Maybe. of course of course you always talked about like you know your dinosaur when it comes to social media but i follow your wife katie oh no oh boy uh, on instagram and okay, I, you're
1: not gonna have to have a chat with me you
0: know? <laughs> you're not having a chat with katie i mean uh, katie so you know um Uh, uh, what I wanted to talk about is like, you know, um, it's not easy to have the job that you're having and your involvement in the industry and also raising three kids, wonderful kids. Um, You know, tell us how it is and you're going to be an empty nester and uh, Matt also has a question for you with respect to that. He will come to that in just a bit. So tell us about it, like, you know, how it is to raise three kids and what is your best part about it? What do you love about it? What do you don't love about it? And, you know, how it is going to be for future for you and Katie.
2: Katie, if you're listening, turn off now.
4: out.
1: Huh? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, what do you love about it? Of course, it's, it's just the family dynamic. I mean, we have a, we're a pretty close knit group. Uh, we have supper together every night when I'm in town. I mean, I do travel for work, but uh, I look forward to when we have sit around the supper table, uh, share our experiences from the day, you know, it's, my kids have a, a freshman in college and two uh, juniors in high school. Feels like just two weeks ago, they were, you know, when the twins came and, and PJ was only not quite two years old, yet uh, we had our hands full for sure. And people ask, oh, how did you survive that? Well, I don't even remember the, <laughs> I don't remember anything negative about it. All you remember is the fun parts, right, and the good stuff. So, uh, I, you know, you cherish the memories. It's been great. Katie's been a, a rock. I mean, certainly it's a, it's a team effort. She's, yeah. she's awesome. She does great work. Couldn't do it without, her of course. So.
0: And and for listeners, next time you see Paul and Katie together or separately, uh, you've to ask them about their dancing skills. <laughs> they are amazing dancers.
1: <laughs> Sometimes that takes bourbon to, to start that flame, but uh, and something we're willing to do that too. So uh, no, it's great. Uh, it goes quick. That's all I can say. They just uh, yesterday they were infants, and tomorrow they're going to be gone. So uh, yeah. that's all you can do as a parent is. is uh, hopefully train them up and, and say, get them out, but really see what they become, see how they blossom. That's the, the best. Yeah. Yeah. That's
3: yeah.
2: Absolutely. So are you and Katie starting to talk about what's next? Uh, what you're going to be doing with all your time. I mean, what another 10 hours a week for DFI are we talked about here. I mean, I know you, <laughs> you want to go, uh, of, I, mean, you know, I know you want to go hiking and, and biking and all that stuff, but I mean, come on, you can only do so much of that before the body just says, yeah, <laughs> Yeah,
1: we have talked a little bit about what we want to do. Um there's probably some camping on the horizon uh for us. Um I, I'm a pretty avid baseball coach. I coached all my kids.
4: Uh
1: <laughs> I, I could see myself taking on another youth baseball team. Uh I really enjoy that. That uh that stuff if i can keep the parents out of the way <laughs> right yeah. parents are great yeah. they open their mouths yeah sure. <laughs> when they write the checks
2: they're awesome they're fantastic yeah
1: ah, so i could uh, i think I, we've got a long list of things to fill our time uh, most of it's uh recreation probably some volunteer
0: atv driving
1: well we tried that once and once once was enough for us if you, if you saw it on
2: social media yeah that, that's uh
0: i'm well, too too much stalking him i think apparently
2: <laughs> Well, I'm not on social media. Yeah, I'm like you can't stalk me too. You know,
1: it's fun. So uh, Katie does post things on social media and whatnot. People come up and ask, you know, how was your vacation? It looked awesome, like. How, how do you, you know? know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you you just talk about uh, eating supper, whenever you're home uh, together, do you like to cook? Are you a cook?
1: I cook a little bit. Um, Katie certainly t- does most of the most of the work in the in the kitchen. Uh, I I I'll grill every now and again, but she. She takes most of that burden off. Thanks, Katie.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you get uh, chance to cook, what do you cook? Yeah. Grilling, you said.
1: Yeah, I do. Just, I'll smoke salmon, uh, smoke salmon out on the grill, or um, you know, we eat a lot of seafood, which is odd of us in the Midwest, but uh, we really enjoy seafood. So anything we can put on the grill is kind of my department. Yes, uh, all the other stuff is is for her department. She's willing to do it, and she does a great job with it. I'm a lucky guy.
0: <laughs> Are you a hunter too?
1: I do hunt. Yeah, I enjoy the outdoors. Quite like a lot, actually. <laughs> uh,
0: tell us if you have a crazy story about your hunting.
1: Uh, I've got lots of stories about big pick one. Big
0: pick one, <laughs> yeah. yes, big one.
1: Uh, let's think about this for a second. Well, before I get there, I do have to identify the person that scheduled the DFI conference next year in Seattle on Open Day Duck Season.
4: That's gonna be a challenge.
1: We're gonna have to have a serious uh, come to Jesus talk about
2: that. But uh, hunting stories. <laughs> Let's see. At least it wasn't Halloween. We're getting that we're getting that
0: long too. Yeah, I didn't want to break this, but thank you for Matt. I'm not the bad person anymore. So well, you
1: can go dress the hunter. We'll call ourselves
2: duck hunters we're, in- yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to embrace this Halloween theme. I mean, yeah, we're going
3: with it. So
0: yes, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. So yes, crazy story about hunting. Good or bad, whatever you want to share.
3: Let's <laughs> think about
2: this for a second. So Which one? This one's PG rated. <laughs> that's that's the trick.
1: I I will take it back. Uh so the uh, part of my love for hunting is it's been a family affair. So my father, my I'm the youngest of seven, six boys and uh so I've got five siblings that are boys and one one sister. Uh my old man caught her racist hunting. And so when we were fortunate enough to be uh on the draw like if, if you know he'd pick the whoever's turn it was you get two kids to go with you. And all of us children would buy for the opportunity to be that person to, to 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 make the cut and go hunting and so just the the bond with your with your old man your dad uh oh, yeah. learning a skill uh spending time with them something always went wrong uh you know the waiters leaked or yeah i lost my gloves or uh <laughs> you name it something always went wrong and so just seeing uh seeing my dad would handle stress. Uh, sometimes well sometimes not so well uh so where the love of bourbon came this <laughs> <laughs> but just the i guess the bond yeah. Yeah. At the honest the life skill and, and the in the bond between father and son and, and my siblings uh hopefully i pass that on to my boys too we, we go together and it's a, it's a special time
0: yes yes so i think we have come to our, uh end of this uh, talk uh but before we let you go i want to ask you when when we say df5 what comes to your mind uh first thing that comes to your mind yeah the people for sure. Oh, Absolutely. So, amazing. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, what I love the. I mean, this is why I'm not a, uh, an online person or a virtual person, I, the camaraderie, the, uh, yeah. but the competitors as well as clients, they were all friends here and I, I, I cherish that opportunity to interact with people.
0: Hundred on hundred. Thank you so much oh, for that answer. We love yeah, that answer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and thank you, Paul. Thank you for chatting with us. And uh, nice to see you and say hello to Katy and your kids. How
1: will. Thank you, Lucky. Thank you, Matt.
5: Nice,
0: thank you. So we have Pascal Leonard here. Um, Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I have some French Canadians. Yes, yeah, French Canadians, and she's with Double Star Drilling. Yep. um and i got to meet pascal this year in may i can't believe i've only known her for like five months now but i feel like i've known her for a longer time that's it's true right and, yeah. and as soon as we met
2: we clicked yeah. like this i talked yeah. talking with pascal last night not going i'd be talking with you again this morning might happy to be talking with you this morning <laughs> and hearing about how you connected so quickly and yeah jump, jumped right in with uh Applying for the limited
3: needs contest. Right.
0: Congratulations so for winning much. the grant. Thank you. Um, so we want to talk about um, a little bit about uh, your entry into the industry. Okay. So I I've heard the story, but I want the listeners to hear uh, what inspires you and how did you enter this industry?
6: All right. So where did it start? Um, it started in high school. Um, we have the faculty from the from different, different departments from the universities come by and kind of give their pitch, try to get a bunch of students to come join their departments and the engineering department stopped by mm-hmm. and uh, figured, you know what, it's a pretty good job. Like if i become an engineer, like I'm good at math, I'm good at sciences, like it only makes sense. It seems to be like a stable job um, at the time when you're 18 years old, that's basically all you're thinking about. Little did I know or little did I realize then that it was gonna be a job that challenged me every day. Um, mm-hmm. that would keep, keep me stimulated. It would be a lifelong learning journey. Uh-huh. And that's, what's important to me now. Right. Yes. As soon as I graduated, and I started working I'm like, okay, actually what like <laughs> stability of a job or good paying job. That's not really what's important to me on a daily basis. I need to be challenged okay. as you know, I like to be challenged. Uh, so I realized this was really like the industry for me and I absolutely love what I do. So I started out in, uh, in general earthworks, civil engineering. here. And, uh, but not not, uh, on the design side, but on the contract side. So I started out as a project coordinator for a kitchen contracting in Edmonton, Alberta. And it just wasn't ticking all my boxes. Um, I was almost like doubting myself on some days, like maybe this isn't the route for me um but i was also helping with uh, the development of the estimating softwares and stuff within the company mm-hmm. and i had helped out with the shoring and piling department's estimating software okay. and so when the, the pm moved on to a different company who was kind of running that department um they looked at me and they said well develop the whole, whole software can you estimate out. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not going to say no, I can give a try, I'll give anything a try. If there's anything that you learn in engineering. How, how many
2: times can I screw up before I, yeah, right?
6: Exactly. A lot of mistakes way, but I learn as I go and I'm, I'm afraid of making mistakes. Therefore, right. When I do make them, they're really Yeah. Yes. So I yes. learned the hard way so many times.
4: As we all, do. As yeah. We all, do. He he
6: all do. Yeah. So um, I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot. and that's when I realized like, oh, this is definitely where I should be. I'm using what I'm learning in school um, as far as, you know, like I, I did that. I majored in structural and transportation. Um, not geotechnical, unfortunately, which I wish I had now, but I'm,
0: I've, learned, I've learned so oh, much on the job now. Well, uh, you being you, if you don't know Pascal, she can do anything. <laughs> she can do anything. And she is definitely, she says she's going to do something. She will do that. That's right. I'm Definitely on your word. Yeah. I know <laughs> that. Um, yeah. So uh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So this is your first day of my conference, right? It is. Yes. Yeah. Thanks to you. Oh, uh, mention that. As soon as I saw her, she was on the panel as uh, with me right. um, in spic conference. And I was like, Why is she not applying? She has to apply. And she will win." you won't believe me. This is May 14th. The deadline for applications was May 16th. Mm-hmm. I told her on yeah, that she train. told me that she told me
2: the story and your, your comment about when she says she'll do something, she'll do it. I mean, that you got to tell that story, it's a great example of, of what Lucky's saying.
6: So, I got to know Lucky over the course of a few days, and uh, near the to of a conference you know, she's like, so you must apply for this grant. So like, I know you're gonna get it, like you're, you're a perfect candidate for it. You need to apply, you must, you must, you must. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Like, uh, I mean, I'm gonna give it a shot. Um, what does it do? And she says, oh, in two days. Uh, you need, I was like, okay, what do I need to do for it? You need to write an essay, you need to get a recommendation letter. I'm like, okay, well, it's Saturday afternoon right now. Well, this is you know, on Monday morning and I'm flying home tomorrow. So I was like, I'll just do it on, on my flight and it'll be fine. So I get to the airport. Flights are delayed and canceled. So like I never really had the opportunity to take my laptop out of my bag. And I'm kind of just like, when, is it, when am I going to get this done? Our flight got canceled. And uh, we ended up back and forth in the hotel. And then finally I get on the flight and I type it all up. I call my boss. I'm like, I need a favor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> on Sunday, you called the boss. And I
6: uh, got it in for Monday morning. And I'm that's
0: history. Um, so I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, a lot of, uh, people who have not spoken to Pascal does not know this, but she's a world traveler. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there is one story that I really want her to share, which is, uh, your, uh, uh time in India, Nepal. you know, I'm sorry, Nepal, Nepal. I'm, uh, we are neighbors. So I always think Nepal <laughs> as India. <Yeah. laughs> sorry, Nepal. It's like us with Canada. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 So, um, I wanted to share that story because It shows the resilience that we all need and we all go through, you don't recognize. And after going through that hard time, when you come out, you're a new person and how amazing that is. We want you to share that story.
6: So back in 2019, I left during Christmas break for a bit of a a little journey. Um, I told my boss or asked my boss for some time off and he said, okay, that's fine. Um, I booked my flight out. I never booked my flight, my return flight. I was like, oh, I'm going for the, for the slow season. I'll be gone for maybe four weeks. Turned out to be eight weeks. We we all worked it out. It was fine. Um, But during that time, I went to Nepal and I wanted to, I love challenging myself, as I mentioned. So first I wanted to uh, challenge myself physically. So I did the Everest Base Camp hike. Um, so it was a 12-day hike through uh, the Himalayas um, in the dead of winter. So it was during the slow season. Um, and I realize now why it's slow season, very, very cold. And there's a of basic amenities on your way up, right? And the higher you get up in altitude, yep. the less vegetation there is. You don't burn wood anymore. There's no wood to burn. So you actually end up burning yak feces. It's a very interesting smell. But at the end of the day, it's a smell that you crave when you're creating, you a bit of heat, right? Warm. Oh, give me that yak. <laughs> um, so after that, um, I wanted to challenge myself mentally. So I signed up uh, for the uh, Vipassana meditation retreat. Is, retreat. So it's uh, 10 days of silence. And you meditate for 10 and a half hours a day. During those 10 days, you're not allowed any electronics, no reading, no writing, no communicating with anybody. Uh, no eye contact either, no exercise, no yoga, no, like they didn't want you to stretch or anything. They wanted you to really be in solitary confinement like in your, in your mind. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, um, can you imagine it's,
4: that not it's not
6: kind of all over the world, but I was like, Nepal is probably like a really good place to do it. I mean, it's, it's near, like near the Mecca of, uh, yeah. of Buddhism, Buddhism. And I also yeah. got up to yeah. Tibet and visited, um, a lot of Telephones, yes which is like the mecca yes of,
0: uh, of buddhism, buddhism. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah. i was
6: very into it and i was like let's give it a shot and so like i said i always start things and i and i intend on finishing them always it's not a question of if i'm gonna finish it but how i'm gonna finish it so i started it out and there's uh essentially a ton of people um that are allowed to join at any given time 50 women and 50 men and we both live in separate living quarters but we all congregate in one room in one meditation hall to meditate for 10 and a half hours a day. And, and uh, you're assigned a cushion. That is your cushion for the next 10 days. That's where you will be sitting and be alone with your thoughts for a long time, which is a scary thought for a lot of people. So um, I did it and I, I sat there for 10 days and I, I discovered a lot about myself, but the most profound experience in this one I was kind of telling Lucky about today, um, the most profound lesson that I learned is that I'm not my thoughts. Um, so I, as I sat there, I know, I knew that myself deep inside, I needed to finish. I wanted to be there. I wanted to finish. I wanted to experience this, but it was very, very interesting when I had no distractions around me, how loud my thoughts were in my, in my mind. So they were coming up with so many excuses, right? I don't need to be here. You don't even meditate. Like you're, you're not going to keep practicing when you get home. Like they're saying like, as soon as you get home, we want to meditate an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening. You don't have time for that. Like let's not and say we did. You know, there's a you're, you're supposed to go to Thailand after this. Let's go to Thailand instead. So I realized that my, my ego was very, very loud and my ego hates discomfort. And it was trying so hard to convince me not to be there anymore and so that was the most profound uh, lesson that I got from that and now I take those lessons with me not that I meditate on a daily basis but I do practice especially when I'm feeling um a little stressed or anxious it helps so so much oh I can't I cannot recommend meditation enough but the most profound lesson that I learned and that I took with me is to not listen to my thoughts
4: Sure. Yeah. to search it's a little
6: true. deeper down and figure out what I really want inside not what my ego is telling me because my ego just wants me to be comfortable
0: makes sense. Oh, so powerful so powerful. yeah yeah so powerful um I've been thinking about you know every time I talk to her about something life-changing experience she talks about I want to do something like this too, (laughs) you know, I will be reaching out to you. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) yeah, we don't have time. You're running out of time, but there is another story that we really have to get her to talk about in the future. Uh, But before we let you go, um, if you have an advice for younger generation, uh, people like you, you know, what would you want to tell them? Well, I mean,
6: don't listen to your thoughts. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> decided do, it's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable. Um, people like me, well, women who are trying to get into the industry, my <clears throat> recipe for success is always uh, have a good sense of humor and a thick skin. And if you have those two, then you're going to survive in this industry. Um, don't take things too personally and make sure you're having fun
0: yes the day, yep. like, make yep. sure
3: you're happy it's not fun um, it's hard to do right if it's yeah. not
0: fun then what's the point yeah. yes okay. and follow your dreams just like Pascal yeah. <laughs> find yeah. your dreams change your dreams follow your dreams Pascal it was a wonderful pleasure uh, to spend time with you and then interview you thank you so much it was a pleasure
6: thank thanks you thanks for joining us you
0: Hey, how's it going? How's it going? It's Frankie, it no. has, It's been a while, Frankie. I know. Right? Oh, yes. When's the last time we saw each other? Yes. So, before before yes. we start that, Frankie. Yes. Frankie is with Ape. We have known him for a very long time and they are very strong supporters in DFI. Thank you.
7: Thank yeah. you. So, <laughs> when was the
0: last time we saw each other?
7: Um, can't remember. We saw, we saw each other <laughs> at the uh, Mexico City Symposium of the Foundations.
0: Yes. yes, yes, May, not too yes. long ago, oh my yes. God.
7: When you met Pascal?
0: When I met Pascal,
7: yes. That's, that's, yeah, that's where I met her as well. So yes, it was, yes. Uh, it was a very, very nice uh, uh, Congress, I, I would say. You know, we, we had a very pleasant experience uh, watching uh, the Women's ITV Foundation's uh, chat, which was one of, uh, I would say, one of the best, best, uh, Presentations I've seen so far at the VFI, so awesome! That was pretty, 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 amazing. You girls did a great job.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And and you know, it's uh, so interesting that you say that because uh, uh, Mariana Gomez, that we all know, um, you know, who is uh, uh, the champion of that group, uh, was very hesitant. She didn't know, like you know, when we open up the you know room for discussion, she didn't know how well, it would be perceived and uh, how much would we get back. But yeah. Frankie, you were there in the room. Yeah. It
7: was you, amazing. Yeah. And yeah,
0: the energy. energy. Yes. Yes.
7: Yeah, yeah. It was amazing.
0: And all the questions yeah. and answers that we got for the for what we were discussing was amazing. Yeah.
7: You yeah. know. I think there was a breakthrough there. You know, there know, it was a big- the culture itself because um my wife always complains about that when we go in meetings with, with some of the customers. They um Tend to ignore her her questions or not 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 give her much attention when we're having the meetings and stuff and and, and I think uh, you know within the culture sometimes that's embedded in there you know that that uh, the men you know have more importance than the women and things like that and and that was like uh, something that you guys managed to you know break you know and and show people that. Uh, your girls can do as much as men you know and, and more 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 and even more Thank you. yeah Thank you. i agree yeah even more and, and and you've shown it you know through these conferences because your girls are like taking over and the whole organization you know and, yeah. Yep, and it just it flows so well
0: yeah you know? yeah
7: it's it's becoming every every show is better
0: yeah yeah so, um, so I want to switch gears a little bit. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you, you, Ape has been a very long-term supporter of DFI, right? Um, so what do you like about DFI that you come back and back and back? And uh, that is number one question. And uh, is there anything that DFI can do more for manufacturers and suppliers, um, you know, to help you propel in the industry?
7: Okay. Great questions thank you uh, I, I would say that um, the reason why we keep coming back is because uh, um, we we have uh, been uh, supporter for you know over 20 years I think and mm-hmm. um, it, it really helps us you know put put our brand out there you know and 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 get to meet the customers face to face and and have good interactions with them and talk about the jobs that we that we work together with them, and also listen to their to their ideas, and and go go see some of the presentations, learn more about the the technical part of things, and and how uh, we can improve our equipment to meet the demands of the industry, mm-hmm. and uh, also you know just just mothery, you know, having you know, be, becoming part of the of the, of the foundation's yes. family that you guys are building. Yes, that, that that's really something that I. I want to do more is 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 integrate with, with you guys to 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 be part of that family and continue growing the family, that is the DFI. You know, Great. yeah, it's, yeah. That's how I feel. That's how it feels right now. It's, it feels like a big family. so Awesome. You're so absolutely. So a couple right. times back, you know, a couple of times since, since me joining DFI
2: staff earlier this year, I've heard I've heard that family yeah. word a few times this year. It's, yeah, It's yeah. fun to hear.
0: And I yeah. think uh, I have to agree with Frankie at all the levels that he was talking about. I think that's how it is for me. DFI is family for me.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and anything and everything that I do, I do it with care.
3: Yeah.
0: Passion because it's my family. You're not taking of them. Right, sure. right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um so on so, the so,
2: second part of Lucky's question. You know, what yeah. what what more can we do for you?
7: Well, that's that's a great question, you know. Um, um I like I liked something that um that was done by um the PDCA recently in March, where we did like a like a like a, like a school, mm-hmm. you know, yep. hands-on school, yep. you know, with, with the equipment. And 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 that is something that that I think the DFI could also at some point in the future do is is like do like a like a demo of equipment for for the geotechnical engineers and and do like live demonstrations of the equipment in on the field
4: yeah and that is
7: that is something that is very hands-on and and people get to learn a lot from from that experience we do presentations right as well right. As, um, yep. as, as well as demonstrations
3: <laughs> and, and
7: that can be done in a in a contractor's yard
2: so a little bit what we do in with the helical pile trade shows yeah. Yeah. yeah
7: testing and yes and driving piles and drilling and doing things with our equipment because it's always so much more enriching when you can see the equipment yeah, working and, yeah. and different applications and different technologies working and maybe that would be something that pfi can also do so that's- yeah, yeah no it is. and is it,
2: we've been starting to talk about it they mentioned the helical pile uh trade yeah, show that and, awesome. a,
3: yeah, that's been that. that's been
2: growing it's been great we get awesome feedback from it yeah, uh, yeah. we heard a lot of good things out of the pdca event mm-hmm. um and yeah. so we've been talking with them about mm-hmm. you know yeah let's let, let how can we help you do that yeah, and, that's and, right. And yeah. get involved I mean, you, in guys it. See, you guys did the, the helicopter Piles, right? in yes, we yeah.
0: the city, right? Kansas city, Kansas
7: city, April. Yeah, 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 April. It yeah. It was a great event. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 Where, yeah, That's where you and I uh, first met. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's right. right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So
0: following to that conversation, I want to ask you. So I know you spoke about, like, you know, how we can do this kind of course. And you also talked about, like, Contractors Yard, right? Um, addition to that, I know APE works with a lot of engineering community. Right. A lot of engineering community and your uh, uh, softwares that you have developed uh, for pipe testing and, you know, we analysis and everything else is uh, uh, one of the best. And you also have very good customer service that I know. Thank you. So with that, would you be interested if uh, DFI decides to uh, put a course together? Would you be interested in bringing some of your design engineering friends yeah. in the community and uh, maybe have a learning session of more, you know, what it means for design engineers to adapt something like what you're offering as a service yeah. um, and how that actually complements the project and mm-hmm. how that optimizes and what means to learning process of being a design engineer learning and also understanding the concepts of installation and the hammers and how they both have to work together before it is implemented in Would you be, what do you think about that idea?
7: That's a great idea. I can say lucky. That's a great idea. And we would love to, we would love to participate in, in that event. You know, awesome. in that, in that, cause, cause that's that's like uh, preparing the field for, for doing the work, you know, preparing, preparing, Making a plan and then coming up with a plan of what we're going to do before we execute it. So let's, let's we design something that actually that. can be installed, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, let's decide something. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I let's mean, do
7: that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: without saying uh, uh, having that, uh, you know, far vision of you know what are the things that may go wrong, what are the things that may go good, yep. and if it's going wrong, like how do we prevent that going wrong, and right. what are the steps you have to take? One of the yeah, tips and tricks. Right yeah. Yeah, tips yeah. Yeah. tricks and- I,
7: I have I have a huge challenge right now that I'm mm-hmm. been trying to work with um, with some of the guys like Ryan from from Biodynamics and mm-hmm. we're looking to uh, measure the vibrations of the of the vibratory hammer and uh some way correlate that to the loading capacity of the files, oh, the resistance yeah, the resistance of the files you know so like so that we can have a database just like the the impact hammers have a database of this many blows equals this, this yeah, right, of loading, right. you know and um you know we need to, we need a breakthrough in that um in, in that in the vibratory hammer world, we need a breakthrough. in, in, in yeah. That requires a lot of research and a lot of geotechnical input. So we're looking to to work together with several other uh, companies to to come up with that database so we can correlate, uh, you know, vibration, resistance, and loads with, with, with vibratory hammers and see how, how we can do that, you know. And that's a big mission we're, we're planning to we want to accomplish the future. So yeah. hopefully that move, can be
0: how we can put another leg into this or arm into this, Um, you know, um, research, he said, right? Professors and universities are a big part of this. Absolutely. So including professors, universities into this and,
2: you know, Getting them uh, to these field days because (laughs) they need that.
0: that. And we don't know what is missing with respect to research and they don't know what we can offer and us coming together and at the same time them bringing their students to see
3: right. we, engineering a, we a, Yeah, it
2: like, exactly. exactly. yeah exactly it was 30 35 students that came came through and, and saw stuff and yeah just watching their eyes when you guys were showing them your equipment and stuff just gets so big and like that's so cool yeah. right all <laughs> that stuff seeing guys yeah. and uh international
7: you know, technical conference in Austin, Austin. Um, that the, I think the GI Institute, it was very, very dynamic and, and, and professor from the University of Texas, the uh, director of the geotechnical department, yeah. Yeah, he came to us and he's like, look, man, I want to do this with you guys. I want to help you develop this research so that we can write papers and then this can become, you know, something real that, that we can do directly." with the universities and the geotechnical people and also with us. So if we can come together and do that together, that would be awesome.
0: That's awesome. So we are uh, almost at the end of our oh. time. Uh, before we let you go, one question for you. You have worked on many projects around the world. So if you can pick one project that is very close to your heart and your favorite project, which one would you pick and when did you do this?
7: Thank you, for that. that's a good question. Um, I would say... Um, you know for for me the, one of the most important projects in my career mm-hmm. has been um a, one that i recently did in africa Africa, uh, mm. we, we did a, a seawall seawall um, okay. it was in a very very hard material called vermello it's a very plastic soil
3: clay right very clay soil, clay soil, yes.
7: soil, very, very hard driving, you know, it was very challenging to get that seawall in, especially because the design was made with double king piles, and and they would plug at the bottom, you know, and the contractor didn't want to use a vibro hammer because they had already built all the quay, all the new quay, and they didn't want to damage it with the yes, Yes. and so they didn't allow us to bring the diesel hammer that we wanted to bring. Because they were afraid that this vibration would damage the, the concrete. So we started driving these files with the bible hammer. We brought in one of the bigger Bible hammers, but it, it was so close to the plate that we had to bring an extension that was 65 feet long. So we could drive it, drive the sheet files down with the extension, and then you know, the fiber wouldn't, wouldn't hit the plate, right? So we did that. But it was there the, was so much blogging going on that we couldn't finish having with the Bible yeah and I so, and I
0: think yeah. you know we can talk about this uh, forever because this is an amazing project yeah. and uh you know Frankie, we want you to come back again and we will just talk about this project
4: Okay, cool thank yeah
0: you. yeah and, uh, uh yeah. if you are going to Mexico next month for yes. national I'll be there. yes then I will see you there too Frankie sure. thank, thank you so much for doing for this with thank us. you it's you a pleasure to see here. you Thanks, So, Fernanda, next one, yes, Fernanda, and uh, she is with Hubble, um, yes, I don't
2: think he's <laughs> so either, I'm Matt, I'm
7: with, with DFI, him?
0: so he is, uh, we call him super Matt, we call him super Matt for a reason, <laughs> because uh, he is amazing, um, and he's that's amazing, that's not how the story starts. Come on. No, so let's not know you starts.
2: No, so I started with DFI in, in February, and the first event with, with staff was, uh, or with the, the, the large group was... Uh, this
3: February? This February, yes. yeah.
2: Um, so we're having our ex- executive committee meeting and, and getting going, and Matt James is our immediate past president. And I'm in the room, and, and he walks in, and people are saying, hi, Matt, hi, Matt. And, and Matt Janes says, we're not doing this. I'm going to call you super
0: <laughs> and, and you've
2: been with Matt James enough that you can picture him saying Thanks. just exactly that. So And with
0: a serious face. Yes,
2: yeah, And a little a, bit
0: of his mind. And a
2: little bit of a smirk to the side. So yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um,
0: The reason I call him uh, Super Mac is uh, not because it started that way, because he just came in, he was plugged right in, and he took off. Okay. And he's one of my favorite person now. So I've known him before in the industry. So I'm loving it.
8: Right away, right
0: away. (laughs) So, Fernanda, we want to talk about a few things Yeah, not about me.
8: Yes, (laughs) I know (laughs) not about
0: you. We can talk about it anytime. So, um, Fernanda, um, so you've had a very distinct, uh, uh, you know, path in career path, right? And uh, we both started in steel industry a few years ago. I mean, I left design and engineering and came up to uh, steel industry, and we both started in there. Just tell us a little bit of uh, your journey when you started and now.
8: Okay. So I'm originally from Brazil. Um, and I... Both I,
0: are. Both are. <laughs> both are. <laughs> <laughs> and
8: I graduated c uh, Engineering in Brazil, and I had the opportunity to come here to the U.S. And... When I came here, I, I, I haven't had any experience in Brazil yet and I was looking for a job and I got an opportunity to work with sales and I have never heard about this uh, tire of the thing like sales engineering because when you're going to school and for civil engineering, you, you don't expect to work with sales like you, you want to work with design and, and other things but I decided to take a chance and I felt that was my place. I said, well, yes. I like this. Yes. I like what like sales. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and and the sales always been on the steel industry. That's yes. Like you said. And now I moved to Republic and I'm, I'm a sales manager for them. Awesome. Yeah.
0: So and, what is your territory as okay. a sales manager?
8: I have the... Call like the western of the United States because I have like a very large territory in all the west coasts, the western, like the Rocky Mountain, and Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Wow. So I got all wow. the places, all, <laughs> all the <different> places. <laughs> places, but
3: you <laughs> travel. Yeah, okay. it's,
8: it's, it's a large territory, but uh, it's been fun. I, I've been with them for two years now, uh-huh. and I have been a member of PFI for eight years I think. Ooh.
0: <laughs> longer than I have been, Matt. Oh, yes, no, no, only- I don't think so. 2016 is my yeah. starting. Can you believe that? Wow. I feel like I've spent a life. Um, yeah,
2: no, I am not have said
0: Congratulations. Thank yeah. you. Um, so I want to ask you something else too. Okay. Um, she uh, So for people who don't know, Fernanda is also a big uh, active member of the community foundations group, WIDF group, and uh, she is also part of one of the mentoring pods. Best so uh, that's The best one. one. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, <says>, no. <laughs> everyone
2: says that their pod is the best. It's, it's fantastic. Personized. It's amazing. I can't imagine how they all
3: are the best. <laughs>
0: So I want to ask you, um, you know, you have started with the pod and we've had the pod for more than a year now. Um, and uh, tell us a little bit about the pod and your experience with the pod and what you like and uh, how this has helped you as an individual in the industry. Well,
8: I started with the pod because I wanted to be a little bit more involved with the group initially. And- What I like the most is like the experience that we exchange with each other and the support of the group in general, because if you are going through like anything hard or anything difficult, you can share with the group and everybody's so like supportive and open pretty much like hug you and say, yeah, come here, I will help you and give you advice and everything.
2: So this being uh really helpful for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Go ahead. What's it like with the pods? Uh, not being in one, just hearing what people talk about. I'm interested uh-huh. to learn about it more. You have people that are older than you and, and younger than you in the pod. What? How's that work for you? What's the What's the advantages of that? And what do you like I, about that?
8: I guess that's the bad thing, and that's how they set up the bot to be like that. Uh took for you to exchange this experience because the, the younger people of course is, uh, experience from the, the older people and, um, and more experienced people I should say and I, I think that's the, the best part of the part and it wouldn't make sense to have like a bunch of young people you <laughs> <laughs> know
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. you know it's very, uh, uh, very interesting that she says that because I think mentoring has become a two-way street You know, it is not just older people mentoring younger people. I think it's the same opposite, younger, older people learning from younger people of their, you know, uh, of their needs, you know, what is changing in the industry. right right? what is changing and what what can older people do to keep them in the industry you know that is a big yeah that is that has been a big problem for us so I think as much as Fernanda gets from the older people in the uh pod I think we expect a lot of things from her as well to learn from her experiences and you know um saying like hey what do you young generation people need? What is more yeah. hip now? We don't know. Please teach us. Yeah. <laughs> no.
4: yeah.
8: Oh yeah. Yeah, I would agree on that for sure.
0: Because
8: <laughs> <laughs> two uh, like the different generations, and like the millennials, like us, be. We... Definitely. We have like a desire, like for quick, quick answers, and like our needs are a little bit different. <laughs> we just have to yes. learn how to interact I would say. Yes.
0: So you are from Brazil, you said when you started, right? So where are you in Brazil? Which part of Brazil are you from?
8: I'm from Southeast Brazil. Most people don't know uh, the city, my hometown, but it's just to make it easy to understand. I'm about six hours driving from Rio de Janeiro.
0: Oh, what is I'm the in name a
8: mountain? What it's, is the name of the name is Belo Horizonte. Belo
0: Horizonte. I have been to Belo Horizonte <laughs> 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 five times. <laughs> oh my God.
3: <laughs> Seriously?
0: Five <Yes>. times? <laughs> Belo Horizonte is one of my favorite places. Minas Gerais, uh-huh. culture and food is close to my heart. I'm not kidding.
8: Yeah. Uh... My home state
0: is
4: famous for the
2: food. Oh, right? Yes, Another <laughs> <seriously. laughs> place on
0: the go to. Yes, yes, yes. So I was there in uh, May this year. In Belo Horizonte. Oh, yes, oh, yes, you have yes. been going there more often than I actually <laughs> <laughs> how, how many uh do you go? Do you get to go every year, or do you? Get to- how
8: yes, I, I, I usually go every year, but I haven't been there this year yet. So. Oh,
0: maybe <laughs> no. we, will, we both will go together. Oh, be awesome. um, and uh, I've always stayed in Mercure uh, Hotel, uh, right by the uh, market area and uh, in Belo Horizonte.
8: By the Central Market? By the
0: Central Market. Uh-huh. And that's one of my favorite places to stay. That's
8: the best place
0: because you can get to eat and try all the good food. Good food, food. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, um, all your family is still in Brazil?
8: All my family, uh, besides my husband, that is American. Oh. <laughs> we live here together in San Diego.
0: How did you both meet?
8: Oh, long story. <laughs> <laughs> long story, but we met.
0: Yes, let's make it a good one.
8: <laughs> we met in Hawaii about 10 years ago or oh. even longer. Uh, I was in the United States doing uh, kind of like student exchange. Okay. And we met at the beach like the, the first week I was there.
0: <laughs> oh, look at that! <laughs>
8: Love
0: sight, at first sight, right?
8: <laughs> a little bit of long distance <laughs> relationship, but it worked out.
0: How long were you uh, long distance before?
8: About three years. Oh,
3: wow. that's a long, long time.
8: Yeah.
0: That's a long time. I'm know, really true. happy that it worked out. Yeah. Right?
8: Uh-huh. So um,
0: <laughs> so did you, uh, you did your schooling in Brazil? I and did. Then, and then came here uh, for master's or no. for job? Uh,
8: actually, I came here uh, to be with him. Like, oh, to be with honest. him. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, okay.
8: But initially when I met him, I came just for like a, a student change. And the reason why we did it three years long. Uh, distance because I was two. 2. zero Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So I graduated there, and then I came here. I have my it now. Um, and awesome,
0: I- awesome. <laughs> so when you when you came to U.S., what was your first? Oh my god, this is crazy.
8: What is wrong with Americans?
0: <laughs> what was that one thing?
8: <laughs> one thing. Um, mm, I. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but like in Brazil, we don't use our hands to eat. And then the, we we usually eat with silverware. And here, everybody just eat with the hand. And I thought kind of was like, oh my God, this is different.
0: <laughs> Sandwich
8: with uh, silverware and awesome. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe like with napkin. I don't know. <laughs> Pizza. And one more thing. we put ketchup in the pizza
0: in Brazil yeah that's exactly how the Indians eat pizza
8: just a different
2: yeah. kind of tomato paste
8: yeah I'll a say little it. salty disgusting to me but it's disgusting to Americans to put ketchup in the pizza but they put ketchup in everything else so yeah ketchup and ranch <laughs> yeah
0: right <laughs> yeah
2: yeah to my kids vegetables are just a delivery mechanism for ranch it's all of this
0: well uh i like ranch with everything too <laughs> sorry to say this
2: sorry uh,
0: to right. eat
8: my uh, my piece of ketchup
0: <laughs> so every year when you go back to brazil every chance you get what is the first thing that you do uh
8: besides hug my family i eat
0: <laughs> what is your favorite thing to eat when you go back that you have to eat before you come back
8: uh he- I, I, it's a popular thing. It's pon de queijo. Pon de queijo, <laughs> yeah, It's a Brazilian cheese bread. And oh, they actually okay. got so famous that they sell here in the United States now. Yes. But it's not, it's not all the same. No. It's funny
0: you say, every meeting you would go to in Brazil, they yeah. would coffee and ponje queijo. Yes. That's what they would give yes. you. And uh, <laughs> I found out recently that Costco has de queijo now that you can purchase. um and if you ever go to new york there is a brazilian coffee house right by this uh, the uh, lsi lake
3: oh you know okay.
0: and that place has the best conjugation and the person who makes that and uh, barista there uh-huh. he is from São paul oh
8: really gabrielle okay. Gabriel, i think
0: yeah <laughs> and he's also a tattoo artist Oh. So I know too much about him. Apparently, have so get... been are frequently.
8: Frequently, yes. So you get a ponchicator and, and uh, do a tattoo. <laughs> yes, do
0: a tattoo. Um, and uh, they also have a lot of delicacies of Brazil um, in that coffee house. So if you ever come to New York, reach out to me and we will go together. Yeah, okay.
3: get a taste of home. Okay.
0: Taste of home, yeah. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, Fernanda, okay. it was amazing talking to you. And uh, obrigada. Okay. Bigada. Thank, thank you, you very guys. much and uh, it's a pleasure okay pleasure to talk to you. Thank, you. thank you thank you Bye-bye. there is uh, two questions that i have to ask you after conversing with you last night okay. so i will be asking you those all right.
9: Questions. all right so what do we do here educate
0: me quickly um we are just going to ask you bunch a bunch of questions we'll have a chat you okay. can ask us anything you want. Okay. And you will just have a good time.
9: So then who watches any of this junk?
0: Everyone will watch. It's on YouTube, DFI channel. You okay. will be surprised. I think we had this conversation last yes. week about the podcast um, in the bar after a few drinks. I only have one drink. I can't
4: speak for you.
0: I know. I am so sorry.
9: So when are we officially
0: out? Not, Not We're, we're live. live. We are live. live. Speaking to yeah. the
2: world, Jerry. Right
0: and uh, for people who don't know Jerry DiMaggio, he's an icon, he's a legend, everyone knows him. It took me six years to go and say hello to him because I was scared of him, but he is he is, he is super down to earth and he's very easy to talk to. So if you're a young engineer attending BFI, you always have to go and say hello to Jerry DiMaggio.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yes, Thank you very much. Yes.
9: I know I'm not the handsomest person in the world, but it took you six years worth of <laughs> enough courage to approach me. You are not right? much of an icon in the industry. Your no. in
2: reputation is, is, is wonderful and, and to a certain degree
0: intimidating. Intimidating, yes, that's the word I should have used. But
2: you're not.
9: But but I, once, once somebody. I think like, from an appearance point of view, it's the Sicilian in me that creates that.
0: Oh, you are Sicilian.
9: Yes, yes. you know, Sicilians Sicilian, are not Italians. So no, are oh, no! degree, everybody on the Mediterranean has a certain culture. Uh-huh. And that's very different. Like northern Italy, for example, is very different than the southern.
0: So, were you born in Sicily?
9: No, my we, my father came here when he was about six. Uh-huh. so we've been here a long time.
0: So, where do you live now?
9: I live in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, uh-huh. uh, on the beach, uh-huh. and then I have a second home in Raleigh, North Carolina.
0: Oh my God, that's awesome! Both places, I love. North Carolina is growing exponentially.
9: Yeah, I told you yesterday the story about taxes in Delaware, but you promised not to send anything. Raleigh is a very nice place to live, but you you should not tell that to anybody, too. But anybody who watches this is not going to know that. It. It's exponential you, you just told them. Yeah, I did. You just told yeah, them. I just
3: told
0: um, well, sorry, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. So the first question I want to ask you. You have been an icon, you've been in the industry for a very long time. You've worked on zillion projects. If I tell you you want to know about one of your favorite projects, which one would that be?
9: Well, there are several, and I'm actually I have worked on uh, over a thousand projects. Uh, I've worked in all fifty states, uh, some projects in the Middle East, the much of the Caribbean, and a couple of countries in South America. My favorite project was different uh, There were several, but I would say, since we're at National Harbor, mm-hmm. uh, I did have the opportunity and the pleasure to work on the Woodrow Wilson Bridge.
0: Oh, that's what Dr. Sissy was talking about yesterday morning. And then
9: we could see if we see it. Like ah, Yep, And then we yes. ran up a ramp towards.
0: ramp towards, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
9: Yeah. But I, I worked on the design phase of Woodrow Wilson. And then um, the Ravenel Bridge in Charleston, South Carolina, two favorites. I don't know. Okay. There's lots of favorites. That's why I'm still working. I've got too many. I have an appetite for interesting things.
0: Yes. So why are they your favorites?
9: Well, I explained Woodrow Wilson Bridge because of its proximity. Yeah. Ravenel Bridge, uh, I think because of its geology. Cooper uh, Marl is an overconsolidated consolidated oh, still. Yes. Yeah. And very deep drill shafts. Uh, three extreme events. Scour, missile mm-hmm. impact seismic so very challenging for foundations.
2: Yeah.
9: Uh, my longest project, it's a dispute project out in the West, lasted 11 years. The dispute last, lasted 11 years. Wow. But I got so tired of sending monthly invoices. <laughs> I was hoping, hoping that the project would end.
0: <laughs> Finally, you did that for 11 years.
9: Yeah, well, everybody was settled. Not everybody was happy with the settlement, but that's the way that really
4: goes. really are, <laughs> <not>, right? <laughs>
0: Um, So let's talk a little bit about how did you come into this industry? Because I heard a very good story yesterday, and I want to tap into that story.
9: So I told you part of this yesterday. Yes. And uh, I grew up in a lower blue-collar family in Brooklyn, Uh, the first one that went to university. I went to an all-boys elementary school, an Mm -hmm. all-boys high school, graduated early in my uh, youth, went to Hunter College, which is the premier university. I don't know if it still is, honestly, in New York City. And my plan was to get an undergraduate degree in accounting and then go to law school. Mm -hmm. And then defend mafia people who went to jail, get them out of jail. Anyway, uh, so I lasted about two weeks or a week and a half in Hunter College. And I was just too immature at that point. Mm -hmm. So then I drove a truck in Manhattan for a year. Mm -hmm. And that is probably one of the more dangerous jobs Mm -hmm. that I could ever think. Oh, my God. So driving a bus in Manhattan would be a little bit worse. But driving a truck Truck? in Manhattan is very dangerous because it's big. And that truck was a wholesale liquor truck. So we were delivering liquor to the upper end of Manhattan and the Bronx, which are, at that time, and have changed remarkably, gotten better. They were dangerous places. You show up with a liquor truck. It's like a Brinks car
4: showing yeah. off with
9: bags of money. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, So it
9: was a dangerous job. But at any rate, I, I decided um, I didn't want to drive the truck for the rest of my life. And I went to Orange County Community College in New York. Mm-hmm. Found a great mentor and physics professor. And then went to Clarkson University to finish my undergraduate degree. So, and I'm where God meant me today. I truly believe Definitely. that. I've been doing this for 15 years. And uh, I don't know what it's doing, to end, but pardon. and still, still doing. doing. I work seven days a week.
0: Seven days a uh, week. Oh my god!
9: I have my own LLC, and then I work for a corporation, national corporation.
0: Yeah. So you spoke about Brooklyn. Yeah. So me and my husband, um, I'm sure Matt can agree with this too, are suckers for pizza, oh. and after eating pizza in Brooklyn. I cannot eat pizza anywhere else uh, in the world.
3: No,
2: I, the pizza in St. Louis, I, I can't. I, it's awful. Yes, it's, it's, they love it, but to me, it's I might as well be eating paperboard.
4: It, yes, it's
2: could. so thin and, and hard. It's just, such,
9: such I, unique. I agree with that. And that, then the second thing, which is can't be replicated in my experience, are bagels.
0: Bagels, yes. no, absolutely. You yeah, absolutely. New
9: York. Bagels and New Jersey bagels can't be replicated. In fact, by coincidence, I have some business in southern New Jersey next week, and my, my list of bring bags are pastries, Italian pastries, and bagels.
4: Because
9: <laughs> you can't get them. I I think it's maybe illegal to carry them across the line. You bring them into Maryland and Delaware. That might be. So might pulled over by state people. Troop. Oh, a state trooper works. Like a lot. could be a felony. I don't know
0: yes and uh if i uh put you on the spot and ask you what is your favorite pizza place in brooklyn
9: well oh, i haven't been to brooklyn uh, in uh yeah. when
0: you were in brooklyn what was your favorite pizza place and why that would be
9: difficult uh i, I couldn't okay. remember the name because i left brooklyn when i was 18.
0: okay
9: and i'm a little older
0: <laughs> Angered heart, young good heart, if you know oh. what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. So another question for you is, yesterday, me, you, and Silas Nichols were talking, and Silas said, well, if you haven't met Jerry's wife, you have to meet her. She's the mayor of America.
9: <laughs> well, she actually is the mayor of Frankfort, Kentucky. Oh. She has oh. a key to the city for Frankfort, Kentucky. To the
0: city, what yeah. does that mean?
9: Well, the mayor actually gave, well, if you've ever been to Frankfurt, Kentucky, you should go there. Okay, has a, a Buffalo Trace bourbon. If you're in Frankfurt, and that's where Buffalo yep. Trace is made. And the two most famous buildings in Frankfurt are the Buffalo Trace distillery and the government building, and the rest of it is. <laughs> so, my wife was playing tourist in Frankfurt while I was working, and the mayor, a lady at that time. Uh, approached her because my wife was taking photos and said can I ask what you're doing she said I love your downtown so can I present you with the key to the city and then it gives you some accolades like, like you know it's all in fun of course right
0: yes sure. yes so how did you meet your wife
9: my wife um so there is a term that's probably not used anymore called a candy store and a candy store sold uh, fountain sodas and newspapers and Bottled water, bottle of something. And my wife's mother uh, ran that store. And I lived in a different neighborhood, but uh, a friend of mine lived in that neighborhood. And I met my wife through there. So we've been, uh, I met my wife when she was 16, I was 17.
0: Wow. Uh, Lifelong.
9: Well, yeah, but traveling helps, you know? I mean, yeah. I do a lot of traveling, so I'm sure she's I, quite happy about it. Yeah, her. I, I say that married for four years, journey. But if you really add it up, I think I'm only married about seven years.
0: Only seven of years, travel. yeah, of all the travel, You know, that's exactly what I tell my husband, too, because I travel a lot too for work. And uh, I think that keeps our uh, marriage very interesting.
9: <laughs> no, it, is it a bit it's a stressful at time times, time, too. But it works <laughs> out, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I can tell I've been on a roll for about five weeks and travel straight. Oh. And uh, if I'm home for too long of a period of time, I could tell I've been home for too long a period of time because my wife will say, When's your next trip? <laughs> when are you leaving again? There. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine's usually the other way. When are you coming home?
0: When are you coming home? Well, you I, have young kids. We
2: do. You we do. There's kids. a lot of work going on there. And, yeah. yeah. I, but I say, I, I joke that I, I travel to help my wife remember why it's nice having me around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We have a dog. So, when my husband gets tired of taking care of the dog because she is my dog, but he takes care of her and I actually just, you know, um, go up there, make an effort and pamper her. That's all I did. So, when he says that, when I, uh, you know, it's too long I've been taking care of your dog, that means like I have to
9: come. <laughs> so, so, are either of you familiar with the sign GA DiMaggio baseball?
2: No, we are not. Or, okay. I, I am. I, I am. We can talk about this in Cleveland,
9: but yeah. you, you got to feel lucky. In. Okay, so this is interesting. So, you both know our good friend, Mike Wysocki. Yes, Mike
3: Wysocki.
9: Well, Tom Waisaki, his dad, who's no longer with us. Uh, I used to kid around the courses I teach, and say, said, if you get an answer right, I'm, I'll sign a baseball for you. And I had no baseballs at that time. So, at a conference in Orlando, Tom called my bluff. And he actually said, my son, Mike, and I meet him in the exhibit hall and exactly. said, my son, Mike, said, get Jerry to sign this ball. Well, so he calls my bluff, obviously. So now I buy, uh, I just bought another dozen baseballs. There's probably a hundred of them in circulation. And it, they're, so I would sign it. Two lucky world's best fans, Jake Maggio, quite legal. And it's amazing. There's about a hundred of them in circulation. I buy them for about $4 a piece now. After I deface them, you go on eBay, you can buy them for $0.75. Cents.
4: Very Ooh. valuable. Very valuable.
0: So how can I get hold of one now? I
9: happen to have one with a couple with me. Now, I stopped signing them for a while because I was flooding the market. I was concerned about that. evaluating them.
2: Oh,
0: I think, oh I think, can I, I get you one? Can
9: you can think... get one tomorrow morning.
2: Tomorrow morning. morning. Awesome. You will be here. I will be here. Okay, good.
0: Till the last minute I, second. I
2: think I I'm about to have you want to have one? I would love to have
9: one. Well, you'll have to wait till the next conference. Okay. Because again, you heard that I don't want to flood the markets. Very right. Very, right. Thank That'd you. I. But so it's lucky, it's your lucky day.
0: Yes, okay. it's my lucky day. <laughs> Friday is my lucky day. Well, uh, Jerry, I okay. think we are coming up to the end of the conversation and uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah,
2: Thank thanks you. for stopping by and stopping by. Yeah, and
0: I'm not going to uh, wait another six years to come and say hello to you and find more stories from you. Okay. So I will be talking to you more now.
9: I'll be, I'll be working on more stories. Thank you. Thank you very, very much, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Good chat. Have, have a great day. You too.
0: game day day two are you ready we have a special guest today morgan and i are super excited to welcome bradley keeler director of geo institute and you must know him from director's cut if you haven't seen director's cut you better get on it subscribe subscribe watch and send him feedbacks
5: Click like, click subscribe, click get notifications and we will let you know every time we post something to the channel, which is frequently.
0: Yes, every week. And he gets to say this breathless. If you don't know what I say, you have to listen to him. So Brad, thank you so much for being here.
5: Thanks for having me. I've had a busy week. It's exciting to finally be back home and be at uh, TFI 47.
0: Right. And... Tell me about the green shirt that you're wearing today.
5: Well, you know, there was a lot of thought that went into this today. And most of those thoughts were about whether I should wear some kind of shirt promoting the GEO Institute.
10: You should definitely if wear it, a shirt.
5: I just well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard no service <laughs> if there's no shirt.
3: Right. No so service.
5: I, I took that to heart. Uh, if you watch Sebastian Lobo Guerrero's director's cut, there's a great story about that, actually, <laughs> to, to cross-promote there. But, yeah, no, so I just went with the green shirt today, and I went with the uh, GeoCongress 23.
0: I mean, you, uh, you beat me the way. I was going to ask you about that. What's this?
5: So, yeah, so GeoCongress, for those who don't know, it's the Geo Institute Family Reunion. Happens every year. We move around the U.S., and great technical sessions, great keynotes, award lectures, student competitions, lots of fun stuff on the side. So every year we make a promotional item for the committee and for uh, our board and some other key people to wear around. And for LA, it was the almost trucker hats, not quite. And we wanted it to be, we're celebrating trashy LA.
3: Los Angeles. <laughs> LA. 1980s
0: LA. Um, so do we get to dress up 1980s LA and come up to the conference? If
5: you would like to do that, we would certainly welcome that. Some large plastic rimmed sunglasses. Um, maybe a multi like a like a pastel colored shirt with some hideous neon style cursive font on it. Yeah, go for it.
0: That's awesome. I'm definitely doing that. Maybe not a a t-shirt with neon thing, but I may wear a dress with a neon thing.
5: (laughs) It's going to be, it's going to be really good. Uh, This year, one of the exciting things that we're adding is the Shamshur Prakash Lecture. It's become an ASCE award, and this will be the first time that the lecture is given. Uh, The awards committee is going to be deliberating on that pretty soon in the next few weeks. And uh, we'll make that announcement sometime this winter, and we'll have the first lecture in Los Angeles.
0: That's amazing. So, I definitely have to talk about Director's Cut because I got a taste of it last week. Kim Siegel and I were on Director's Cut, and uh, Brad Keeler asked us some awkward questions, fun questions, and engaging questions. So, tell us what went behind starting Director's Cut.
5: So there are a couple of things. One, at my first job over 20 years ago, I helped redesign the intranet and to make it more engaging. One of the things I did is I did an interview with a different staff person every month. And I would ask them some questions about their job. They would have to explain what they did all day. But then I would ask them things like, if you were stranded on an island and you could only eat meat for the rest <laughs> of your life, what would you bring with you?
0: Oh, my God. And...
5: So that happened, and then at my last job, I used to work for the British government, I was based at the British Embassy in DC, and every Friday afternoon I would ask our entire team a question that they had to weigh in on, and they were often things like, if you were a child in a mafia family, and you knew that you were going to go into the mafia, oh what my would God. be the most valuable college degree you could get? And we would come up with things like chemical engineering and finance for money laundering um, and on and on. And really what we found is a lot of degrees are useful to a career in the mafia. English, not so much, because you be, all you would have to do is be the guy, like when somebody was about to get capped, you could come up with a nice one-liner. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> that was about it. And so during, when when the COVID pandemic started, honestly, we were bored. We didn't have enough to do a lot of days, And so we decided we would start live streaming and start making some recorded content. director's cut came out of that. I thought we would do maybe 10 or 12 episodes and everybody would get bored and people watched. (laughs) And I've had people, I've had companies offer me money to have their employees <laughs> on
10: director's cut. Amazing. not really
5: how it works, but okay. And now we're going to be at 100 episodes pretty soon. Our 100th episode is going to be the week of November 7th. Uh-huh. It's going to be Jim Mitchell Ooh. of uh, Cal Berkeley and Virginia Tech fame and everybody can submit a question for Jim and if your question is chosen and i use it you get a $200 discount for geo congress
11: 23 oh
0: man we have nice. to get on it morgan how much how much do you know jim misha
11: uh, i know pretty well like
10: from a admirers view a lot about him but then i have some maybe technical questions or Questions about some of the things I know, and how they might tie into his career that I, I would be interested to hear about.
0: I'm going to find people that know Jim Mishaw. very Get close. Submit the questions. The more, uh, the merrier. Ask them the qu. Ask ask questions from them, and I will submit it. <laughs> what
5: is this? Is, so for the 50th episode, we did a scavenger hunt where people had to go and answer ten questions about things that were hidden in prior episodes, and same deal. The winner got a $200. Uh, discount to geo Congress, and we actually had somebody who went and tracked down every single answer.
0: That is amazing. It
5: was, it was crazy.
0: So I want to put you on the spot. Do it. And ask you, who is your favorite geotechnical legend?
5: My favorite geo legend? Besides and why? me. why?
0: Well,
5: <laughs> Besides I've Morgan. A, I've got a bunch. Um, but I think somebody who's really in the pantheon and maybe at the head of it for me personally is Ken Stokey um and it's i mean obviously the guy's really good at what he does so there's that but i think his approach towards students is something that everybody should strive for he has such a warm personality he's welcoming to everybody he will do anything for somebody coming up in the industry and to me, that's why he's, he's right up there. He's not at the top, but we have a new crop of geo legends coming in too. Um, I won't give them all away because you got to read them in GeoStrata, right? Yes. But, uh, but I think Ken's, Ken's probably Ken's on top of the heap.
0: Okay. So you asked this question to everybody on Director's Cut. If there is one person you want to bring on Director's Cut, who would that be?
5: To so bring on Director's Cut?
0: Your favorite.
5: Oh, my favorite interview so far, or one that's coming up?
0: One that's coming up.
5: Oh, man. Well, you know, I'll start by saying this, and you can tell I've had a long career in politics. We have very many worthy GI members to appear on Director's Cut. (laughs) Everybody is valuable and interesting in their own way. Um, Now, with that said... I think uh, Sean Adi from USGS, if anybody knows Sean, he's going to be coming up soon. He is going to be the Halloween episode, which you never want to miss the Halloween episode. I was a Frappuccino last year, so you might want to go back and watch that. So Sean's going to be a good one. Um, I I really like having uh, the younger members and the students on there. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's great exposure for them, for people to get to know them. But also, wow, it's a lot of fun. And you find out things like Shirley Tang from the Pittsburgh chapter was on. And we talked about how in college she cooked on pretty much nothing but a waffle iron for <laughs>
0: two years. That's amazing. Some good stories. This. Yes, yes. So um looks like we are to the end of the time. I wanna continue talking to you because I love I talking can stay to you. For hours. I know, I know. We want you, but um, so one question I want to ask you before you leave is when you think of DFI I know you're very loyal to GO Institute well they they do pay me I know but <laughs> but it's weird how that works but <laughs> well, if you think of DFI and when you think of DFI what is that one thing that comes to your mind
10: Well
5: I think that I mean I have a much different viewpoint on this being staff But I think DFI can be a lot more nimble than GI. ASCE is a giant machine. And sometimes that works in our favor. And sometimes it does not work in our favor. So I am envious of the way uh, you guys can start stuff up seemingly on a dime and get it going uh, without having to have approval from a ton of people. So I think it's that. But I think having it backed by the technical excellence is, I mean, that's how I think of DFI. Obviously I think of us that way too, but um, it's a little bit different with DFI. You guys have more input from the contractors and you know we always strive for that. So we, we really appreciate being so close to you guys and being able to access that, even if, if we don't have it in-house. So I think that's probably a lot of it.
0: Perfect, that's awesome. That's a very good answer. And uh, to close the session, I'm going to try, you can tell me how I will do, So don't forget to click, link, subscribe, give feedback, director's cut. Don't forget.
5: But if you're watching this on the DFI YouTube channel, you should do all those same things too. Definitely like this video. Click subscribe. Click get notifications. They will let you know every time they post something to the channel.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Brad. That was amazing. Thanks for having me,
5: guys. Thanks, Brad
0: happy to be here thank you Listen so much to be in dc more
5: often i would yes. show up
0: every time and see you in los, los, angeles. los angeles next don't year don't say la
5: So people don't
0: like it. <laughs> see you there next year thanks guys thank thanks. you Man. and today matt we have walter panegua he is from mexico and uh, I got to know him a little later in my career. I just met him earlier this year and I had met him the first time, 2019 Chicago DFI conf I'm sorry, Las Vegas conference last year. That's right. Yes, Las Vegas conference last year and the uh, rest is history and he's one of my favorite people in the industry. And, welcome, welcome. I just
12: met this morning. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Matt, and Yes, Thanks.
0: thank you. Thanks for having to be here. There are so many things I want to talk about on this show for uh, show with you, but one thing that I want to start with is your involvement with ISSMGE. Okay. So tell us a little bit about SSMGE.
12: ISSMGE stands for International Society for Soil Mechanics and Geotechnical Engineering. Uh, it, uh, I would say, agglutinates all the. Uh, technical societies in the world, well, not all. Some countries do not have a technical society, but the U.S. has the GEO Institute, which is the technical society devoted to this profession, and it's part of ISSMG. Now, uh, first time I attended a, an, an ISSMG conference, which is uh, worldwide, uh, was in Alexandria Egypt 2009. Uh, I was president of the Mexican society for engineering at that time. And uh, I, I was enchanted. So I then joined the um, public image committee over mm-hmm. there. Okay. And we produced a video that is called what is geotechnical engineering. You can find it in YouTube. I just put it in the searcher and that's it. Okay. I think it's a good video. We produced it in Mexico with the script of uh, the president of the then um, uh, uh, the committee, uh, Mark Balus. Now it happens that now Mark is the president of ISSMG and I became vice president for North America, which includes Canada, United States, and Mexico.
0: Mexico, yes, Uh, congratulations. Thank you.
12: We were appointed both Mark and me and the rest of the board on May on the Sydney conference uh, uh, this year. And we will be in the office for the next three years.
4: Yes. So
12: um, we are working together. Mark was uh, nominated by the Lebanon Society, this is Lebanese. But also seconded by the US society. Okay. Uh, because he lives in the US like half of his time. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. that's why I became involved. I've been mean, in other things I'm um, in the process. I was chair of the PC 214, which is devoted to soft soils at some point, like six years. Uh, but now I dropped that position. I am the, the vice president, of Honor, your vice president. Of Honor. That's amazing. Awesome. Thank you.
0: And I think uh, you know um, a lot of people know about ISSMGE, but at the same time, uh, they really don't know what ISSMGE is yeah. doing, right? Um, ISSMGE is in different countries, as you were talking about. They have conferences around, which people are not aware of. And it, it was really an honor for me. And you know, I have to say thank you to uh, Walter. Um, he, um, on behalf of TFI Women and the Foundations,
3: Nominated. Accepted. Yeah, yeah.
0: nominated uh, and accepted. accepted. <laughs> Public Relations Award in Australia
12: this yes, year. Yes, on behalf of the Women in Public Relations. Right, right. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah.
12: Congratulations, by the way.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> um. So, and, and also tell us a little bit of your involvement with SMIC.
12: SMIC stands for the Sociedad Mexicana de Ingeniería, Tecnica, which will be uh, the Mexican Society for Geological Engineering. Mm-hmm. That's it. I've been, uh, well, I have filled, filed almost all the positions in the board. I mm-hmm. was uh, voting member, then secretary, then vice president, finally, 2009. Now I am a uh, member of the consulting board, uh, as the former ex presidents. And I also have this joint uh, uh, event with DFI. I've been a member of the Publishing Institute since two thousand. Mm -hmm. and I try to attend all the the conferences. I think in 22 years, I have missed two or three. I love this conference. Can you believe that? That's
2: impressive. That's an impressive run.
12: I feel like I'm all about manufacturers, suppliers, manufacturers, some consultants.
3: A few, a few, yeah.
12: A few professors, Okay, no problem, and students. Uh, It's amazing for me. I really feel like at home to be fine. In 11, I said, why not have a joint event between Mexican society and the FI. And since then we have produced five uh, symposiums on this topic. Okay. It's seen in increasing interest. Mm-hmm. Now we have a refereed publication after each of these things. And in the last one, which was this year, Occupy was kind enough to join us. Yeah. And yeah. The established a Mexican chapter of the Women Foundations. Yes, 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 with, with
0: uh,
2: Mariana and, and
0: Mariana Gomez yes, and Dr. Patricia, Patricia. and uh, yeah. uh, I can't remember the other uh, person's name, Elvira. Leona. Elvira. Yes, Elvira. Um, she's also an um, amazing um, engineer. She's been in, in the industry for a very long time. And when you talk to her, oh my god, you can see a halo on top of her head.
12: Yes, yes. She, she's a very experienced consultant, uh, Patricia Lopez-Aposta. She's a researcher at the National University. And now she's an uh, academic secretary, which is under the general director of uh, command. So she's a big consultant.
4: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So I think, uh, Matt, we asked him all the heavy questions. So let's ask him some fun questions. Go for it. Start thinking. I'm going to start all the right. first one and oh. you go the next. Okay. So. Uh, Walter, what gets you started in the morning?
12: In the,
0: in the morning, when uh, you wake up, morning. what gets you started uh, and motivated in the day?
12: Well, different things. <laughs> um, my everyday work is uh, tractor, sometimes trouble, problems. <laughs> the phone
2: ringing. <laughs>
12: phone ringing. <laughs> the, phone ringing the, the drill that cannot be done, a file that cannot be driven, things that, that. That's one thing. Other things that I teach uh, two days per week, and I kind uh, of invented this course. It's called construction procedures, and I cover procedures in which houses and in the files, story walls, um, anchors, and micro static load testing, etc. That's my everyday job. So it's a pleasure for me to deliver that course, and I've been doing that for 15 years Always. So that's our thing. that uh, Awake. other thing is that twice a week, I play golf. Uh, so I was I waiting so for that. And Wednesdays and Saturdays, and that's very gratifying. Usually, I wake up five minutes before the, the alarm sounds.
0: Five, five minutes before? before yeah. Yeah, but, but, that, for golfing. Uh, for golfing, of course. Yeah, 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 golfing. Yeah. That's mainly
12: the thing that keeps me awake and surprises me in the morning. Troubles and fun.
0: I know, I know.
2: All right, we'll go on that golf theme. Favorite course you've played in the world?
0: It's a tough
12: one. I will say El Camaleon in Cancun. Okay. okay. The, the main reason is that that's where I made my first hole in one.
2: Ah, oh, of oh, course. Know, There's always, a, course. yes.
12: I have two. So congratulations. First, it's a beautiful course, full uh, uh, with sinkholes and, uh, made. There's a limestone over there. Yeah. And yep. with, uh, on the prime rivers, and it produces sinkholes once in a while. And the field, courses, filled with those things, which are another kind of uh, obstacles. Yeah. yeah. So
0: is this the course that you have played a number of times with Jorge, your close friend?
12: Yes. Yeah, golf lover? Of course, he has a house <laughs> in Campuna and he's kind enough to invite us like uh, three or four times a year to have a long weekend golfing. And this is. I what you know who
2: together. you know.
0: I know, right? That's why I was asking that question. Next time I go to uh, Mexico, I will be uh, telling uh, Walter, hey, where is Jorge? <laughs> so, looks like we have come uh, up to the end of our session. So, I want to ask you one simple question. You've been part of VFI and you just said that you've been to all their conferences except two or three. Uh, when you think of VFI, what comes to your mind?
12: Oh, can you say the
0: and that use education.
12: Myself. That's, that's the main reason, not only to see friends like Matt and and many people here, but also to, to learn something, because this industry is growing so fast that you have to keep the pace, otherwise you will be outdated in a couple of years. So the, the constant education for me is important, and it's important to get it here, where the people are talking, where the lecturers are delivered where the exhibition is uh, on, on the floor. Here. Amazing. Awesome.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Walter. And it's always a pleasure to see you. And I w- I hopefully will be seeing you next month in Mexico.
12: Okay. Next, Guadalajara. And next year in?
0: Next year in? I don't know. In, oh, you mean Seattle. Here, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. 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 I was getting excited. And you
2: don't know, I mean, you're gonna have your conference in November next year, right? Yes. Yeah, prepared. so it we'll, we'll see each other a couple yeah. times next
0: year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you very much, yeah. Walter. Thank you. It's a pleasure.
2: Thank you, well, I see we have our next guest. Yes.
0: Us. And she is my favorite person in the whole world. <laughs> Dr. Sissy Nicolau. And oh, good afternoon. How are you? Good and I have to say, Thank you. I have to say, welcome, Madam President. He's going to be yes. the next president of GEO Institute of tomorrow. tomorrow. She's going to be. That's yeah. Close enough. Close enough. Yes. Yes. How are you doing today, Cece?: I'm
13: doing very much. Well. I'm very energized. i sure. Oh,
2: yeah. Nice. Staff Davis. Yeah. It was incredible. Amazing. Uh, amazing.
13: Yeah.
3: Yeah. We think that
0: what we run, that Oh, my God. something different. Oh my God, maybe I will take a lesson here or there on wingsuit jumping soon. Start with skydiving, she said. Right? <laughs> oh, yes, skydiving <laughs> this year, my birthday. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so, um, on that note, I want to talk to you um, and ask you how does it feel to be made a president? Well, uh, you
13: know, I, I think that for all of us, we serve. You- the organizations we feel strongly about it's it doesn't matter what you're called as, as long as you can contribute uh-huh. in a positive way and i remember when we started the women in foundation and, and we kicked it off and it was a very very small thing and i see what it has become of it and i um so proud to be like, a key part of of, uh, of that.
0: As you both should yeah. be. I, I don't know if she she's saying little part of that. I don't I, think she was little part I'm of that. I'm sure she wasn't. She was I huge part of be that. being modest.
13: It was different times, you know. So I think um, also with the geo institute, the important thing is to when you lead to lead by example. I think this is the most important thing because our our world is a very nice world. And I think our younger members want to see people who, you know bring something new to the table but also have principles and help them to themselves. You
0: know? Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. So Matt, um the best part about this is like my journey with Sisi started um maybe six years ago, five years ago, okay. um, DFI was kind enough to ask me to write a member profile about Sissy. Oh, right, right, right. So yeah. instead of just asking her questions and giving her a call, I said, Sissy, do you have time for lunch? So we went out three times. Um, that was the beginning. That was the beginning, <laughs> yes. And since then... And not the beginning of the end. So you're in She did
13: collaboration and it was... It was... like. Three therapy
0: sessions, I think. Three
13: therapy sessions, yes. Yeah, they were so good, both ways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the reason I brought, this, brought that up was, uh, you know, I was new in New York. I did new not York. know a whole lot of people. And Sissy has been mentoring me, grooming me a little bit, if I can say that. And she's always there to give me guidance. If I don't know what to do, pick up my phone, text her and say, Sissy, what do you think i should do you know i mean that kind of relationship is not very common Just valuable. Valuable. invaluable Especially so at the same time i found young. out that she has two kids isabella and, and andrew and isabella totally is someone terrible. i love love so i that's want important. you to talk to talk about totally isabella story. how strong of a person she has I become now you. what okay. are her interests totally she, yes i, I can talk about so Isabella. <laughs>
13: So Isabella obviously thinks the coolest engineer is lucky, not me, (laughs) there's nothing, I'm just a man, which is fine. (laughs) And um, it goes back to the conversation, I think, for the Women in the Foundation and I, that's something that we are discussing about how people could be different without you knowing that they're different. So (laughs) Isabella has severe learning disabilities, which you would not know. Uh, by talking to her because she's multilingual she's super smart and all this stuff that people have learning the issues of an art uh, so i'm very happy that she's now in college she took it took a lot of effort and a lot of support from uh, role models other than you know your mother is never your own mother it's like your 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 friend uh, mean people like Lucky and just help help her to to be her confidence. So that could happen with any male person, any person of any color, and we would never know. It's not always the difference that we can see in people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think when we have, what what is different about the Women in the Foundation, it's like from the beginning, um, and Teresa was part of it and Mary Ellen and everybody, it's like, this is not a clique. We're not going to be women and get together. It's like this needs also men to be part of the conversation yes. because yes. that's so you how can. you bring change. <clears throat> so yes, so now Isabel is very, very, um, a very proud freshman. Awesome. And well, she has asked. learned to.
3: What school is she at?
13: She's at UConn.
3: OK, awesome. That's cool. And
13: she's studying international relations, which is what she loves and she wants to go too long, which would be great because she's a big
0: <laughs> So <laughs> She is a strong personality, I yes. can say.
13: Yeah, but but it's it's that. I say that being different is something that you may have a, a different facade on the outside, but on the inside, people can make you very, very intimidated yes. because you know yes. that you're different. And I think only with difference you can grow new ideas
0: oh yeah absolutely. because
13: if you bring the same type of people whatever this type is to solve a problem it's very likely they will have a small range of solutions but if you if you're inclusive that you can really grow the industry like it's not the flavor of the month mm-hmm. that's how i see it. it's not the flavor of the month it's unnecessary Never. Thing that we have to do and it's it's going to bring you profit and we have to make the business case of, to, to grow.
2: we were talking about that earlier that yes. the amount of growth that we've seen in DFI both in more women being involved but also more colors you know, more nationalities more foreigners being yeah. involved in DFI and the energy that we have now because of all those people being involved in the ideas that are coming up it's
0: awesome and it's, it's contagious, it it's contagious. Absolutely. yeah Absolutely. and and as I was saying, if I meet Sissy <clears throat> once, I can go on for a few months and then I have to meet her again. So I can go on for a few more months. <laughs> so now let's ask her some light questions, okay? So are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> you're on the spot. So um, you travel, you've traveled the world, right? You've been to every part of the world and you're part of gear right? Uh, any natural disaster, you are there and you're uh, talking about like how to solve the problem, what can we do for the humankind, right? Things like that. So what would you say is one that is very favorite place of yours? Favorite place in
13: terms and why? Of what I did or, um, you know, it's, I think um, one, one very big mission and response that really created also relationships and made an impact to the people, not only to how they deal with geohazards or geotechnical problems, was Ecuador. Ecuador. In 2016, about the time I met Lucky, there was an earthquake, <laughs> <laughs> on April 16, uh, 2016, in um, in the area of um, Manta in the, in the seaside of Ecuador I had never been to Ecuador before mm-hmm. and here called me up of course I had signed up as a volunteer as I always do and they called me and they said oh well, we want you to lead this and I said you know I don't speak Spanish um, but I'm very good at communicating I'm Mediterranean <laughs> <laughs> and of course I wanted to do it, it right? right right so they sent me there and I had an amazing team with me, and I had a counterpart, um, Javier Beras, who was, um, knew everybody. So he, he was American uh, educated from Berkeley. Uh, but he went back and had his own company. So we, it's very, very important in these missions to have uh, contacts that are, can, can open doors. So we wanted to go to the Port Authority or the buildings Department, things that it's very hard. Especially when people are responding to, right, right, they trying right. to save people. They don't care if the Americans came to to study the earthquake. Right? So it was an amazing collaboration. I met with classmates that were back there, and they were in the army. And it, it was just a very, very well worth um, adventure. That it was also very, very intense. It uh-huh. was very geotechnically driven. Um. And, you know, I have made friends forever. And the important thing is that they led us, my friend Javier, but also Enrique Morales, who was the Mm -hmm. head of the engineering for the army. Mm -hmm. And he he graduated from the same school as I, Buffalo. They opened the doors to talk to people. So one of the major disasters that they had was that the embankments of growing the jumbo shrimp which is part of what makes the economy great. Uh, you know, they, it was destroyed and people, as always, they don't want to leave their places. Right. They didn't want to leave, they stayed there, but the only thing they're not going to do is to fish. They're yeah. only fishermen. Yeah. So they let us talk to them and I said, why don't we have them be part of the reconstruction? They know how to use their hands, and they have the be- the best interest for this to, to work out. Let's teach them how to build back right. the right. 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 And it was a true lesson in resilience because it gave them a purpose. Pur- purpose, yeah. And it was direct. And, and you know what? Talking to their kids, I can guarantee you that some of them are going to be engineers because now they appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So somehow I came back, right? And I, I'm going to finish the story. It's a, it's a long story. But... <laughs> I came back and I spoke to um, uh, the uh, senior advisor to President Obama for resilience. Yes. And I told her the story. And she's like, How did you come up with this? That's amazing. And I said, Well, it's natural to me, right? And she's like, Oh, we need to hear more about it. Can you come to the White House in two weeks?
0: She's been to and, the White House. And talk
13: to us about it. <laughs> yeah sure so it was it was so what going back to what you said what makes these missions successful Mm -hmm. is that if you can go out of your comfort zone and i think engineers their comfort zone is within their science Mm -hmm. and what we do as engineers talking to the, the public or especially kids and and learning how to implement what we are doing by making everybody be part of it is challenging. Yes, yep, and you know, as we change, I hope that this will be part of, of what we
0: do. Yeah, and uh, you've been uh, uh, impactful in different parts of the world and every corner of the world. Thank you so much for everything you do. Well, and, yeah. and I'm looking forward to contributing to GI as you being the president, you know, I'm looking forward to contributing. And I think we are coming to the end of our uh, talk. Uh, But before we leave, I want to ask you, what is your favorite cuisine?
13: Well, that's Greek. I can't (laughs) know.
0: And she cooks very well. I I don't doubt. She cooks very well. And I've had her, she, she cooked Greek food one Christmas for us in her uh, home in New York City. And I still remember every single thing that I came. <laughs> so, thank you, Sissy. Thank, <laughs> thank you very much. You, thank, thank, you. thank you. And, <laughs> thank, you. Thank, you. thank you. Well, we have our uh, next guest Jay. Jay. ID. Yes, Jay from IDEO. How are you doing today? Yeah. Good. Has it been a good day for good you today?
4: It.
11: Yeah, it's been a really good day. Really good day? Yeah.
0: Uh, what was your favorite things today? Tell us.
11: Um, overall, the, the traffic where we are. <laughs> where the booth is honestly really right good. Right by the
0: front door. So, Great, yeah, yeah,
11: we're kind of the first thing to see when you come in. So. Uh-huh. But it feels like the first show, and we've been to a few since, where there's just a lot more action, a lot more people that you haven't seen in a long time. Uh it's good to catch up and see that most people are pretty busy still. Uh Uh
0: uh, So um, I want to ask you, uh, what is life at Ideal for you? What does a day look like for you at Ideal?
11: Okay. Uh, It's quite varied. I'm the CEO. So um, obviously responsible for strategy and finance and meeting with the managers. uh, But I also get involved in there's a particular area that needs focus. So last week I was on the West Coast and more of a sales hat uh, uh-huh. this week i'm just working on this booth at the beginning of the week was a lot of interviewing so it's,
2: it's
0: all over the back yeah um
2: so are you from ahead. rochester originally Ridge- yep okay born and raised whereabouts in rochester Confield. penfield penfield likewise okay. oh, yeah pretty. yeah, nice. yeah.
11: They're right on creek street
2: okay i uh, did you live right there i uh, lived off henderson so okay. yeah my yeah. buried there
0: that's, 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 that's amazing. Small, yeah, small, small wood. Oh, yes. I knew these guys are from Rochester.
2: So oh, that's coffee. why. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so, as a CEO, if I can ask you, what is the most challenging and most difficult decision that you had to make?
11: Most challenging, difficult. Um, I would say that the continuing challenging thing is
3: picking the right people oh yeah. yes I'd say
11: that's true. Nets, as you grow having a, a sort of a network of people that you know okay i would work well when i we get to this spot or whatever it might be <laughs> i would i would say that's definitely the most the most challenging because if you end up with either a cultural you know we're not fitting, or have the same thoughts about growth or thoughts about how you treat your people or whatever it might be you're just
3: None. It's very hard to improve. Yeah. yeah. So that,
11: I would say that's the hardest thing to do because you're essentially acquiring something or joining up with someone when you haven't really had any experience, right? Mm-hmm. Working with that person other than what you've heard and that kind of thing. Um, and it's quite a long commitment. I mean, we only get 30 to 60 minutes to decide for both the, the interviewer and the interviewee where they're going to spend the next three to five whatever years right yeah so
4: yeah,
0: yeah. it's going to be a fit or not yeah, yeah. That's, i think that's a very difficult not the strategy but the people 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 yes not the strategy but the people
2: yes <clears throat> your, culture
11: and your culture strategy
3: is much easier
0: much easier like, yeah. they will help you they yeah. will help you make strategies yeah. right make it happen yeah yeah. Right. yeah um so another uh serious question um so if there is a younger engineer Yep. Who will be watching this or who is watching this, um, if they want to aspire to become a CEO of a company in the future? Yep. What path do you think they should take, and what are the skills that are important to build on the way to becoming a CEO?
11: Yeah, so like from a student or a, from a young engineer so and that's assuming I want to be.
0: <laughs> they want to be one they want to be one let's say they want to be one i mean so I, I think that you know younger generation are a lot more ambitious than yeah. we were and more for us answer. like you know yeah right so that's yeah. why i'm asking this question because i think it will happen more yeah more importantly than what we think
11: i think i mean you have to and and there's there's a couple different ways to look at this, but getting broad experience I think mm-hmm. is really important. So engineers are going to tend to be more focused on. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna put, a, put them all in a box for a minute.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're used to it, so <laughs> We put CEOs in a box more too.
11: Maybe on the numbers or technical data, about these histories, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe less about maybe a little less about people, less about interaction networking although uh-huh. this group is certainly very very good at it uh-huh. um that's like the general right. that I've right. worked with and currently work in the company um so the relationship side the people mm-hmm. side and then spreading out getting opportunities to work in the field the opportunities to work strategy mm-hmm. work finance those different things will come in really handy if you're gonna try to eventually be the right person.
0: Right for person. That role. Yeah. Right. What about business development?
11: So yeah, the sales side, sales facing side, is where you tend to see a lot of CEOs come from, right? They've been working with business, they know the customer, they know what they want, all that kind of thing. And it's more natural for them to to want to uh, to have the pieces and understanding of the market. So it's like, oh well they should be the CEO. They seem to the so you can the right fit for that. Um, so uh-huh. yeah, that's what I would mean. And business development is, is a great one because it's probably other more more... areas.
0: Yes, you know. definitely. Yeah, that's a great uh, answer, I think. Right, yeah, Matt? Absolutely. Um, so let's move on to lighter questions, as we want to ask you. <clears throat> I'm sure you go on vacations with your family, right?
11: Not a ton lately, but yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, last
0: two years has been- Well, br- last two years, not a lot. lot to,
11: yeah, the truth or the answer that sounds good no, <laughs> no so we go out to
0: see family alone family uh,
11: a yeah where are Plus family from alberta.
0: oh so, alberta yeah
11: i have family kind of smuggled <coughs> around but my in-laws are, are up in edmonton so. Edmonton. yeah
0: that is amazing yeah so i work for bar engineering okay uh you must know bar engineering yep. so they yeah they have an office in alberta canada yep so i've been there once and it was super super cold
11: <laughs> usually it is it's, it's huge yeah, but it's all get for like one month right? yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and
0: beautiful part of the uh, part of the country right yeah beautiful part of the country
11: yeah well edmonton we're, it's pretty with a lot of oil um they if you grew up in calgary that's a lot nicer it's nice. that's, from that's right 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 yep. yes yes
0: uh, the farthest I've been to is uh, um, North Cascades.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we didn't cross the border and go into Vancouver. Okay. So we could see Banff and everything. I've been to Vancouver, but I've never gotten a chance to see Banff. But uh, uh, I'll definitely be going back. That's on my bucket list. Yeah. So 100%. so for you, beach or mountain?
3: Um,
11: that's a tough one, honestly. I like poetry. I used to snowboard a lot, so I love the mountains. Uh-huh. Beach is fairly relaxing. So. Beach, beach also. <laughs> yeah, both of them, right? <laughs> it's kind of hard for the, Yeah. yeah. I like variety. Size awesome. of life. Yeah. Best yep. way to
2: do it. Best way to do it. So I'm coming back home to Rochester later on this year. Best new restaurant. Where am I going? Best new restaurant? Like a bunch
11: of
2: but. Well, that's some of it. A, yeah. 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 Yeah.
11: Yeah. In town, something that's, that's newer. I don't even even know it would be,
0: it would be a, what is your favorite restaurant yeah, right.
11: in the area it depends on what you like what um, do you like i like everything yeah just like the, the mountains beach thing right
2: tp's tp's if you're going sea. for irish right yeah, tp's
11: is great <laughs> yep. it's a yep. nice real experience uh-huh. irish, mm-hmm. yeah, irish nick,
2: nick tahos for the original garbage plate yeah, oh actually my you like think Charlie's, Charlie's is Char- better? Charlie's, place. that might be fighting words.
11: Yeah, yeah, their sauce is pretty good. Okay, so, all
2: right. You gotta have you tried I, one? No, I haven't been to Charlie's so in I have, forever. I've
11: had some guys try it. So okay.
0: Charlie's is Italian steakhouse? No, it's no.
11: like a burger joint.
2: Oh, it's burger a joint. Yeah. The veggie All right, place? you better explain what a what a garbage plate is to Lucky because I don't
0: think she knows what I don't what think I it. know.
11: So it's based if, if you've got the traditional one is Max salad, cold. And then hot uh, home fries, it's the square fries, on, on the other half, massive plate, like typical big takeaway, you know, box. And then on top of that goes typically two two cheeseburger patties. Oh my god! And then on top of that goes oh, like this spicy meat sauce with like ground beef, usually ground beef base in it, it's just dumped on top of the whole thing. Wow! Onions or something Must like
0: be that. messy to eat it. A
3: little bit. Uh, a little bit.
0: Right. Yeah,
3: it's, it's not too bad. It's yeah. no worse than spaghetti.
0: uh mm, well, yeah, meatballs and spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. Do they do they have a veggie burger um, now
2: or? No? Yeah, there's good. some do there's
11: something do have an impossible burger. Yeah.
0: Impossible burger. Yes. You can
11: get all kinds of stuff. Many of them do a wide variety of different
0: meats. Next time I'm in Rochester.
2: Rochester, that's the, Rochester. Gar- yeah. the signature so dish from Rochester is a garbage plate.
0: Garbage plate, I may not be ordering garbage plate, but I will be going to Charlie's and ordering something else that I can eat. I'm yeah. a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't eat all the fun stuff. I yeah. eat the boring stuff. <laughs> it's all
3: right. it's yeah. All right.
0: yeah. Uh, so let's come back to some uh, uh, serious questions. Yeah. So one question I want to ask you is like Ideal has been a strong contributor and supporter of DFI. You've been coming to DFI conferences for a long time. So tell us about your experience. What do you like? Uh, What does DFI do well? What do you think DFI can do better?
11: Okay. So what I like is, you know, a large chunk of what you would say that influencers are larger companies and the people you spend time with typically would show up to this okay. so instead of having to fly around the entire country or even just catch, catching up honestly with, with uh competitors sometimes uh-huh. Uh-huh. um a lot of suppliers end up walking through that kind of thing uh that's the part that i like and if you're getting it all done in a couple of days you're also picking up some of the latest um,
3: uh-huh.
11: uh, talks and, tests, and ideas that have been proven out but it uh-huh. kind of gets you thinking uh-huh. So that's another another thing that I really enjoy about it. Uh-huh. Right. Um, okay. But I think we talk about what can I do better. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. So I would say and I, I was, have
0: I have a following question. I'll come back, but let's talk okay. about this.
11: I would say, for us, in terms of actually being like a lead generator for
4: uh-huh. our company,
3: it, it,
11: it, we don't get a lot from that in terms of what we put into it, mm-hmm. the, the ROI. Mm-hmm sales that kind of thing so for us it's it's that's not why we come if we were able to do that then that would just be that much more and i think you would get a lot more people here so the idea is to drive a lot more engineers Mm -hmm. more engineers interested in coming here um more of the contractors from, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. they're all very busy especially contractors they like to have something going on engineers
2: so, from the owner side or from the consulting side or both
11: so i mean both would be good but it's it's the people who's designing mm-hmm. who's designing the, the
3: consultants government.
11: right Consultants, yeah. interesting all right look at the solution uh, they do that so trying to attract them gives them a reason to come through here and um you know, already you already do a lot of that,
3: right? Right. But um, okay. it
11: just doesn't seem like it's quite the trap or something. Except that. Oh yeah. Okay.
3: Okay.
11: Um, I think there's a couple other large shows that are more focused on engineering and less on sort of this group mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the problem, you know, Um. So, but yeah,
3: that's all.
0: So, what do you think? Uh, the best way to attract them? Get get them to go more,
3: so more than like
0: what, yeah, more than what we are doing yeah. right
11: now. Yeah, I don't know how many are in our company but it's a industry, average those, or those numbers, so maybe they're fantastic. But, uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's say that. We'll, we'll go with that, sure. Yeah. Yeah.
11: So, I mean, what are they... What can you provide to them in terms of value that is going to be more valuable than what they're yeah. used
3: right? Yeah.
11: And yep. That has to be fairly valuable because they're often leaving families or some important project on the table. And you lose kind of weekend. When yep. You, you know. Right. Uh, so there has to be a really solid reason for them. And so I'm answering your question
3: with a question.
0: I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, we we have been you know the leadership of DFI has been brainstorming on everything that you're talking about and yeah. every every year you know two or three times we brainstorm about what more can we do because what, what,
2: new, what additional value can we bring to yeah. people where are they is, where are they choosing to go why are they choosing to go there yeah. uh, what can we yeah, what, what yeah. do they want more value where do they want that value yeah. is it more online content is it more in person yeah. content is it Something else completely. I don't know what. Yeah, it's either in person or online. All right. I mean, I think that's yeah, the only offered, online, But yeah, 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 okay, just checking.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think uh, uh, online is kind of like conferences going away a little bit now because people can see each other and you know yeah. hug, and, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Uh, you know have have fun and you know yeah. uh, have business going while you meet them, not calling yeah, and, and things like that. So, oh, in person, yeah.
3: yeah, in person. Yeah, not yeah. online but really. You can only do so much. So Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so let's ask you a light question now. Um, if you want to say, I don't know if you've got a good student or a bad student. So if you want to say there is a crazy story in your childhood that you want to share, I know there may be a lot of stories, but if there is one story that you want to share with us, which is the craziest, know. go From for it. From a
11: student perspective, I wasn't a but I don't have a lot of stories about it either, so. Um, How
0: was college life for you?
11: I didn't go to college. I okay. Worked, yeah, I worked uh, pretty much from, so I as I was doing uh, school, I also had a business. So okay. So at age 13, I was starting a business. Was,
3: um, what kind sort of business? Of like type oh. All this kind of thing.
2: He was a CEO from the beginning.
0: I know. That's right. what I'm thinking right, right now. That's why I looked at you and I'm like, ah, oh,
2: I,
3: I
0: you're born of, to be a CEO.
3: Yeah.
11: I got a lot of practical experience with interacting with <laughs> and, uh, You know, people that weren't happy with you, that were, and you learned the basics of how for to work people about contracts. And we sold it around AJC, and then I sold it to a family business, which was fairly hands-on and, uh, construction underpinning. Okay. Um, Mostly the anchoring, the whole piling side of that.
3: Uh-huh.
11: And then uh, when they, we started out manufacturing for uh-huh. company, yeah, I was the first welder
3: in that
11: company. And, and then I first sort of every job,
2: more or less. As you company. do it when it's a small yeah. company or yeah. startup part of it, right. yeah, right? Yeah. You got to put on right. all the hats. You don't have a choice. Exactly. I right. think like, yeah. jobs got to get done, and there's no yeah. one else in the room. Yeah. yeah.
11: I, I would say, though, I am not, it's not that I'm uninterested. In information technology, I'm reading books and Audible and all that stuff all the time. I just I just love information. And so, and I think that's something for students uh-huh. to, to take in. It's, yeah, you've got your, your classes and your regular studies and you're going to continually be interested in learning. Outside,
3: Outside uh, yeah, it's really big,
0: very important. Yeah, Yeah. so, um, I think we're coming up to the end of the session. So, if we say you you just mentioned that uh, you like to listen to a lot of audible books and things like that, so what is one of your favorite audible books before you read? There's so many
11: good books. Uh, If someone is looking to create a good business, I would say. One of the staples would be like Good to Great by Jim Collins. Mm-hmm. That's an excellent book. Yep. Really yep. First. Um, so that's definitely I'd be top of mind. There's a lot of uh-huh. more of the emotional intelligence side. Um, there's there's uh, Stephen Covey has some Stephen great books. Yep. Um,
2: Your most inspirational book.
3: Yeah. What inspired you the most? Inspirational. That's, that's, Got him thinking now. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> just before we are letting I, him go.
2: Make a word for it. I would it. actually yes.
11: say that that, um, that the main what I think is the best book. Um, I just said the name and forgot it. to great. to great, I'm sorry. Ah,
0: yeah.
11: Good. Um that, that probably was the most inspirational and in that it changed my thinking, but it's hard for me to pick one because I'll see there's so many new ideas and way things are even spread in, in a book that yep. inspires. you yep. regardless mm-hmm. of the You pick up
2: different things you go, when you go back and read them a second time or a third time,
11: exactly. right? Yeah.
3: Nice.
0: yeah. Nice.
11: yeah. Nice. So It's hard for me to pick just one. I have so many more to... Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So before we let you go, one last question I have to ask you when you're driving around the, your neighborhood, since you know what landscaping means to you and you've learned how to manage everything what is one worst thing homeowners do to ruin their lawn
3: i don't
11: know if it's a landscape Some people put way too many things in their lawn
3: oh okay too many pink flamingos
11: um, (laughs) shine balls on this and that stuff (laughs) hanging everywhere and all that kind of thing but honestly it doesn't really drive me crazy
0: like you guys <laughs> <laughs> oh well that was a very diplomatic answer I was hoping for something else but that's okay so thank you Jay thank Come you on. very much for being uh, here and it was pleasure. a pleasure to know you and I uh, appreciate it thank you, you thank you, yes. thank you. I don't know. No. signing off now well we have Chris Woods here so we're going to call Chris right. Woods and uh, sign so we're, off we're on game sign day. Off, so. Sign off on game day. So Chris, so what are doing? you doing today?
10: Tired. But it's like, it's, it's good tired. Good tired, yes. Right? It's like
2: um, the finish line's in sight.
10: 13, 14 months of Zoom calls and Teams calls and, and meetings and spreadsheets and ideas and follow-up emails and, and all doing these things. Reviewing
2: papers. Reviewing
10: paper, and, and now we're here. And... Um, my very unscientific polling, right? I mean, you get people uh-huh. come by and say, hey, man, this is going pretty good. I haven't had too many people tell me to go to hell, which is good, right? Oh, like, this yes. is no good. Yes. So um, my very unscientific polling suggests that things are going pretty well.
3: Uh, I agree that with that. that. So, I agree yeah. with that.
10: Yeah. yeah. I'm happy. I mean, it's uh, the exhibit hall has been busy. The, the parallel sessions today, the rooms have been busy. You know, every time I'm in there, it's packed. People are listening to presentations. So oh, Amazing. Amazing.
0: Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. I've enjoyed being here. Yep. Just Absolutely. two days yep. interviewing, how else, uh, people,
10: interviewing how people. How have
2: the interviews gone this afternoon?
0: Um this afternoon well. has been very well. Very well. We yeah. had uh, uh, a
2: wide range of people, variety of, of backgrounds and and, and interests so and
0: different history. regions. And
2: yeah, regions. We, we've circled the globe I think today.
0: We've circled. Right.
10: the globe. What, what would that be? That, I mean that's that's not you you can't be uh, geographically narrow, right? Geographically yeah, I mean, broad.
3: Right.
0: Geographically broad.
10: Yeah, right. So you want to make sure we're not making like the West Coast feel bad because then, you know, something like that, right? But it's
2: okay if we did.
10: Yeah.
0: yeah,
10: we're not going to get into
0: that. Well, we are going to Seattle next year. So hey, watch what do you say?
10: They don't, they, don't they don't have like one of those buttons that makes me stop. <laughs> <All> <laughs> the, 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 so we're going to kind of, you know, leave that out of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, I think uh, we've had a wonderful, uh, you know, time yesterday and today interviewing Excellent. people. I think we have uh, interviewed maybe like uh, 12 people or 13 people, I think. I did. Um, Nine just today. Yeah. I mean, this yes.
10: isn't nearly as like I'm not Jerry DiMaggio sitting down to like close out the second. Wow. That was way better last time. Yes. Now you're just stuck with me. But,
0: but, but, you know, I'm getting my ball tomorrow from Jerry DiMaggio signed. So that's yeah. the highlight of this. All right. Um, and uh, I think uh, we've had a wonderful time. And I have to thank Sebastian and you for letting me and Tim and Matt run I, this uh, for yeah, you this I year.
10: We, uh, we very much appreciate you doing it because, like, at some point,
2: like, can't
10: it's be in nine much. places at the same time yeah. but we'll, we'll be
2: back we're gonna, we got to we got to share the wealth right we'll the to love. The vengeance yeah.
10: in yeah. seattle i think it'll be
4: good
2: it's, it's gonna be fantastic
3: yes beautiful yes. venue
2: yeah right down there near the, the wharf uh the fish market excuse me yeah it's
10: gonna yeah. be great. all right oh by the fish market
3: there you go yeah
2: about mm-hmm. half mile not even right by that original
10: starbucks that i'm still oh like, yes yeah
3: but,
0: yeah hey that's one of my favorite places to I'm go 45 to
3: 45 years
10: old and i've never drank a cup of coffee in my life
0: what don't, do you drink? Don't judge. You don't judge. But you
2: can go in and get a cup of hot chocolate.
0: Hot chocolate, yes. No, I'm, uh, hot chocolate's for you, know, like, by the way, they have,
10: you. You age out of that when you're like nine.
0: So. Okay. Let's, well, I guess let's, that means
2: I'm still nine years old.
10: You know what awesome. I should say?
0: Starbucks has a reserve location in Seattle. Where if you don't want to drink coffee or tea or anything else, you can drink cocktails. You can drink chocolate beer. Are right.
10: you up for it? Now we're now We're, we're talking getting closer. We're getting closer.
0: Yeah. We're going there then. I'm taking yeah, you there
10: what we need for next year is we're going to have to work with um, management and get some of those like opaque glasses so that no one actually has any idea what it is we're drinking when we're filming these things next like there. So okay. I think we're going to, cause then next year I go back to the, great I hear DFI
2: merch mugs.
0: <laughs> yeah. It
10: make it look like I'm drinking coffee, but in reality, I'm taking scotch to the face while we're sitting here recording stuff. It's going to be pretty good. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: Yes. So, we have come to the end of game day number two, and uh, this is the end of DFI 47 game day. Thank Excellent. you uh, for having yes. me on. Yeah, yeah, no worries.
10: Worries. Thank you guys for doing this today.
0: And thank you for trusting me. And yeah, uh, yeah,
10: we got to wrap. You have to go do a yes, session here. Yeah, as I know,
0: 412. 12 Thank you. Right. Thank you, listeners. And uh, if you have missed some of the sessions and some of the talks, DFI YouTube channel, that's it. Go yeah. back up there. You can watch last year's and you can watch this year's. You
10: definitely watch last year's. Those were really good. Um, this, this year's work better.
0: This, this your year's work better. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. Alright guys. It's a pleasure. Wow. Yes, it Enjoy was uh, a Thank you.
12: Views, information, and opinions expressed during Deep Foundation Institute's podcasts are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of DFI. DFI does not verify or take responsibility for the accuracy of the information contained, nor does it warrant that the information contained herein is suitable for any general or specific use. The podcast is available for private, non-commercial use only. Editing, modification or redistribution of this podcast is prohibited.